Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is God in the house or what? Come on. Woo. Well, I'm going to bring you a message tonight because your pastor started to prophesy it at the end of the second service. And, and then I felt the Lord say, everything that's gone on this weekend, we need to shield and guard our faith for what is coming because the enemy wants to come and take away what God deposits, amen? Before I do that, I just wanted to say to you, Pastor, that you used a scripture this morning and you spoke out of Malachi. Back east, we all know Jesus is Italian and we say Malachi, you know? It's Malachi, not Malachi, because you know Jesus is Italian, right? I can prove it. Can I prove to you that Jesus is Italian? Come on. Number one, he hung around the same 12 guys his whole life. <laughs> Number two, he lived at home until he was 30 years old. And number three, his mother looked to him as a god. <laughs> Want to dispute me later? Bring it on. <laughs> Ephesians 6.16 says this. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows shot at you by Satan. Man, as I started to get into this, the Lord took me to a scripture that I have not seen in I can't tell you, but it's saved almost 35 years, and it's Genesis 5.24. And I'll read it to you. It's very simple. It says, then Enoch walked with God, and he was no longer here, for God took him. Wow. Wow. This is one of the most remarkable scriptures that I have ever read. Enoch's faith was so strong that he walked right out of this world. Come on now. We've got to have strong faith. Don't you let the enemy come in. Words were going out of this place. Preaching, prophetic preaching. Everything has been coming out. Don't you let the enemy have a toehold in what God has deposited in your heart. Come on now. You've got to put up your shield of faith. You know, there was only one other person that says they walked with God, and that was Noah. But there were two men in the Old Testament who did not die, one was Enoch, and the other one was Elijah, if you remember. He went up in the chariot, you know. I'll tell you what, I say to the Lord every day, if you're going to take me, you know what, take me in my sleep or put me in a chariot because I want to take that ride. I want to I know what it's like. But you know what Enoch's name means? Dedicated. Oh, boy. Can I tell you tonight, stop meditating on your situations. And start looking at the promises that God has for you. Come on now. Enoch, Enoch talked with God every day. Do you know how old he was when he vanished? He was 365 years old. 
Wow. That means he walked with God 133,225 days. Wow. It spoke to me. We have got to let. We have got to let the word be part of our everyday life. We have got to walk with God every day. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd like you to turn to 1 Samuel 17, verses 4 through 11. And I'm, I'm going to try to get right through this, but I want to make some points to you tonight where the enemy can come and take what the, what the Lord has planted in your heart. And I'm going to start with verse 4. It says, The Philistines had a champion fighter from Gath named Goliath. He was about 9 feet 4 inches tall. He came out of the Philistine camp with a bronze helmet on his head and a coat of bronze armor that weighed about 125 pounds. He wore bronze protectors on his legs. He had bronze spear on his back. The wooden part of the larger spear was like a weaver's rod and its blade weighed about 15 pounds. The officer who carried his shield walked in front of him. Verse 8, Goliath stood and shouted into the Israelite soldiers, Why have you taken positions for battle? I am a Philistine and you are Saul's servants. Choose a man and send him to fight me. If he can fight and kill me, we will be your servants. But if I kill him, you will be our servants. And then he said, Today I stand and dare the army of Israel. Send one of your men to fight me. And when Saul and the Israelites heard the Philistines' words, they were very scared. Now follow me here. Follow me here. Goliath's words had power over the Israelites. Goliath is an example, hear me now, of our personal situations and every negative threat that exists in your life and my life. They open, you know, can I say something? As Christians, I don't know why, I've done it myself, we open the door to these threats. Come on now. And we start to believe them. Goliath caused chaos in a camp of Israel's army. Satan knows the power that words have. And he uses that to bring fear. He uses that to bring apathy. He uses that to bring dismay. And can I say something to you? Dismay leads to hopelessness. Come on now. The devil's a liar. He's a liar. And I want to say something else to you. He's after families. He's after families. You know, families are very important to God. He created the family before he created the church. Come on, think about it. The church is a family of families. The family is under great attack today. And if you don't know it, all you got to do is turn on the news. All you got to do is see what's going on in your local community. All you got to do is go to your school and see what's happening. I believe that Satan is really targeting this generation. When they were standing up here last night, God spoke to me, pray a shield, a hedge of protection around them. You know why? Apathy sets in. I don't know about you, I've struggled with apathy in my life at times. And I'm going to say this to you. Apathy is a disinterest. It's a carelessness that gets wrapped together. And then it starts to bring negligence and indifference and, and, and lethargy. We get... We get 
we kind of get lazy. Well, I didn't pray today. I didn't pray yesterday. I didn't put up my hedge. I didn't put in my armor today. You know what? You got to be careful of apathy. What does apathy sound like? I'll tell you what it sounds like. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. My daughter, oh my God, in high school. I'd say something to her, whatever, Dad. I, if I heard whatever one more time. Or don't bother me with that. I don't know, and I don't want to know. Better yet, for the youth, I only go to church because mom and dad make me go. It's apathy. Let's read on. Verse 16, for 40 days the Philistine came out every morning and every evening, twice a day before the Israelite army. And Jesse said to his son David, take this half bushel of cooked grain. And I'm going to skip over some of this. Your brothers are with Saul and the army in the valley. And early in the morning, David left. And you get down to where it says he took the food and left as Jesse had told him. When David arrived at the camp, the army was going out to their battle positions, shouting their war cry. Can I say something to you? This is like getting up in the morning and shouting your prayers and your war cry. If Jesus be for us, who can be against us? I am standing on the word of God. I've got Jesus on my side. Well, verse 21 says, the Israelites and the Philistines were riding up their men to face each other in battle. And David left the food with the man. In verse 23, while he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out. He shouted things against the Israel, Israel as usual, and David heard him. And when the Israelites saw Goliath, they were very much afraid and ran away. They were shouting earlier, and Goliath comes back, and now they're running away. Can I tell you, that's a picture of us Christians at times. We stand and we make a declaration, and as soon as something goes wrong, we're running the other way. You have got to shield your faith. You have got to guard your faith. Now, look at this. Look at this. This is, this is, this is incredible. Goliath crossed the ravine at the base of the valley. He was now on Israel's side. Can I tell you something? That if you tolerate your giants, they will take over your territory. Every day, if you study this, every day Goliath took another step. See, it's like the frog in the pot. And next time, he took another step twice a day. And they were running and hiding. They weren't putting up their shields of faith. They weren't putting their faith in the God Almighty that has given them these promises. And every day he came out, he crossed over, and he got on their territory. And in verse 25, it says, oh, wow, look at this man. He keeps coming out and challenges Israel. The king gave much money who would ever kill him. Verse 26, David asked the men who stood near him, what will be done to reward a man who kills the Philistine and take away the shame of Israel? Who, who does this uncircumcised Philistine think he is? Does he think he can speak against the armies of the living God? Can I say something to you again? The army is out there every day facing this. This little young guy comes to bring some food, and he's looking like, what the heck is wrong with you guys? 
Who is this guy? Who is he that's going to come out and speak those things? Can I say something to you? God has not designed us to tolerate giants. God has designed us to kill giants. Come on now. We're designed to kill the giants. <laughs> we can't tolerate them. You know, Satan plants seeds in our mind like, oh, that worship, a little bit too loud today. Pastor, we need a, one of those big barrels in the back that has all those earpluggy things, you know, because we just, we got to have it, you know. And, oh, man, Pastor was a little harsh with that service today, or sermon today, wasn't he? You know, I felt like he was looking right at me. <laughs> or how's this one? Let the staff do it. They're paid. What good is praying? What has God done for you lately? This church ain't going to make it. It's all hype. All they want is our wallet. All they want is our money. Getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> These are not the words of Jesus. Come on now. John 10, verses 27 and 28 says, My sheep know my voice, and I know them. They follow me, and I give them eternal life so that they will never be lost. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Can I tell you something? By the way, those words are in red. So Jesus spoke them. We need to embrace that scripture. And when the enemy comes out and starts to shout those hollow, empty words into your life, you need to hold on to those words. See, David listened to Goliath, but he knew the devil was speaking to him through him. David had discernment. Listen, we've got to start, we've got to be wise, and we've got to have the wisdom to have discernment to know when the enemy is speaking into our life or coming against us. And you know what? If you're weak and you're having a hard time, grab onto somebody and say, help me. I need someone to stand by my side to help me take out my giant. We need to learn to speak boldly. We need to speak with no fear in our lives. We need to wake up. We need to wake up, and we need to know that the enemy is out to destroy us. He's a thief. He's a liar, and he's not going to take my faith. He's not going to come against me. He's not going to take my wallet. He's not going to take my grandchildren. He's not going to take my wife. He's not going to take my job. He's not going to take what God has already put inside of me. I am a child of God. I have the anointing upon me. It's not going to be ripped from my hand. He's awesome. Come on now. Come on. We got to fight these giants. We got to trust God. We got to trust him. We got to block out negativity. Oh, pastor, the news is driving me crazy. I can't sleep at night. Turn it off. There's a prophetic word for you. I remember, I, I just have to say this little bunny trail here. Pastor Savello said to me, we got a guy in our church. He's having a real problem with pornography. Can you go and talk to him? I said, yeah, sure, no problem. 
He calls me later. He goes, Charlie, what the heck did you do? They're all upset with you. I says, I walked in. He gave me attitude, so I ripped his computer out, all the cables, it was when still everything was attached. I put it into my car, and I said, there, problem solved. Come on. Come on. When the enemy puts something in your life to take your life, rip it out. Come on. It doesn't belong there. Come on. Don't believe the lies. Don't be intimidated. The enemy uses, you know, before the games came about, we had deck of cards. And we would build houses with them. That's what the devil's intimidation is in your life. It is nothing but a house of cards. And all you have to do is blow because the Holy Spirit's in you. And it's going to fall down and you're going to see what's behind that wall. He tries to use smoke and mirrors to take us out. I'm going to tell you something. The words that are coming to this church are words that are going to transform communities. It's going to transform neighborhoods. It's going to, it's going to, I feel so strongly in my heart. God, I went back. I said, I got to get back. I got to shower and get over there for prayer. And I called Dwayne. I texted Dwayne. I said, come and get me. I'm ready to get back there because God said, I'm going to take these communities and my Holy Spirit is going to blow through there. I'm going back in the schools. I'm going back in government. I'm going to get back in the airways. Listen, listen, listen. It says we don't fight flesh and blood. We fight the principalities of the air. We need to speak to the air and say, in the name of Jesus, you're not going to intimidate me. You know, apathy is like quicksand. The longer you're in it, the deeper you're going to go. Get out. Wake up. We serve an awesome God. Oh, man, I'm going through it. Grow up. I'm going to leave here. Everybody's going to be upset with me, but I'm just going to say it. I'm speaking to myself. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I cry, you know. I don't know about you, rest of you guys, but when I cry, my wife, I was sick, and my wife goes, I go, honey, you're going to take care of me? You guys, you just blow it all out of proportion. You know? <laughs> 102 fever, you know, and then she's like, la, 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 la. strengthen those things that remain. Come on now. You can't let those negative words, those empty words start to come against you. Revelation 3.2. I'm actually going to use a scripture out of Revelation 3.2. Now wake up. Strengthen what little remains for even what is left is at the point of death. Come on now. The devil is weak and God is strong. Come on. I remember we had a guy in the church, he says, we serve a big God, and he's a little itty-bitty devil. He was defeated. Why do we let him back into our lives? The devil wants us to fail, and God wants us to be strong. Luke 9.1, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them what? Power and authority over all 
else. Come on now. Last I checked, Scripture is still appropriate today. This is a living word. I told you, pastors, I had someone challenge me and they said, you don't really believe that Moses parted the Red Sea. I thought it was a joke. I'm waiting for the punchline. Come on. Apathy causes you, listen to this. Can I tell you something? Apathy is progressive like quicksand. Apathy causes you to lose what you once had. Then apathy causes a downgrade in your life. Apathy creeps in. It's subtle. The first thing it goes after is your prayer life. Listen to me now. Becomes a real chore to be praying. Well, I'll pray later. I'll, I'll do this. I'll do that. Can I say something to you? God wants to hear your voice. He wants to hear my voice. God spoke to me in, in January 1st. He said, I want all your praise. I want everything from you. I am a jealous God. Put nothing else before me. 2018 is going to be a year of visitation, but I need everything that you got. You got to be sold out to me. You can't listen to the voice of the enemy. You got to listen for my voice and I'm going to speak, says the Lord your God. And you need to put up that shield of faith. And then, and then next to go after your prayer life is you start to hang around with people that might not be so Christian. Uh-oh. Then the next thing that happens, you don't want to come to church. At this point, Satan comes and offers you something better. And suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly. it doesn't seem so wrong. That's what apathy does. David spoke with authority. Come on now. He exposed the lies. David exposed Goliath. He had no power. He had no power against the enemies of the living God. David knew the devil was a thief and a liar. Are you okay? I'm going to take this down. I'm going to give you the points I really want to make here. David didn't hear threats. He heard empty words. Listen, there was a book written that says The Art of War. And one of the things it says in that book, you better know who your enemy is so that you know how to battle that enemy. You need to know what is coming against you, what is fighting you, and you've got to battle that enemy. David knew that the the devil's words had no truth. See, when our back is against the wall, we need to remind Satan of something. Who are you? Oh, yeah. You were defeated. Your head was crushed. Who are you again? Who? Who? That army, for 40 days, twice a day, Goliath came out and defined that army. David shows up on the 41st day, his first day, and he says, are you guys nuts? What are you listening to? What's wrong with you? You know what that speaks to me? It speaks to me that 
When we're not careful to guard our faith and keep up the prayer wall and to keep up those things that are dear to us, he creeps in. And before you know it, he's got you. Now look at this. Verse 38. I'm going to get there. Then Saul gave David his own army, armor, a bronze helmet, and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it. He took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn things before. I can hardly move, he exclaimed. And he took it off again. You know what that speaks to me? When you're going to go to battle, don't put somebody else's armor on. Oh, you're not hearing me. Their armor don't fit you. It's designed for them. You gotta, you gotta put your own armor on. You gotta believe that God is for you. He's not against you. And then look at this. Then he picked up five smooth stones ooh, 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 from a stream and he put them in his shepherd's bag and armed only with the shepherd's staff and sling. He started across to Goliath. Goliath walked out to David with his shield bearer ahead of him, uh, sneering in contempt at the nice little red cheeked boy. Am I a dog? He roared at David that you would come at me with a stick. Yeah, Bowser, I'm coming after you, man. I'm telling you. And he cursed David by the names of his gods. He said, come over here, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. Goliath yelled. <laughs> you know, and the army was running. Some of us run. I've run. I'm being honest with you. I've run. And then, and then, and then it gets really good here. David shouted in reply, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of armies of heaven in Israel, the very God whom you have defiled. Today the Lord will conquer you. I will kill you and cut off your head, and then I will give your dead body of your men to, to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Come on, cut off the head of the giant that comes after you day after day. Come on. I remember I was going through something and my wife looks at me and she goes, you know how you always use that expression, you know, you know doing the same thing over and over again and, and, and expecting new results? I go, yeah. She goes, you're doing it. She says, you need to... <laughs> That's why I limp, Pastor Tracy. <laughs> My wife was a farm girl. She can drop me where I stand. Let me, let me say something to you. I, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Man, we have got to know that Satan, it's all hollow words. You have authority. You, turn to your neighbor and say, you got authority. Come on, you got authority. And then... In, in verse 48, it says, as Goliath approached David, David ran out to meet him. David ran out to meet him. The, new, the King James says, he hastened. He ran to Goliath. Man, don't you run and cower. You run to your giant and you say, you're done. Man, you're done. This isn't a threat. You know what? If you're Italian, then they know you really mean it when you say, watch out, I'm going to put a horse head in your bed. It means you're going down. You're going down. You're going down. You're going down. I don't care what it is. If it's finances that are coming, you're going down. 
God's going to bless my checkbook. God's going to bless my savings account. God's, your children are being robbed from the enemy. I want to tell you something. When our daughter was going through it, my wife called me up on the phone. She said, Charlie, you're not going to believe the CD I just found in our, our daughter's, no, she said, your daughter's room. I go, no, <laughs> our daughter. And I came home, and I put it in. Now listen, I grew up a nasty Italian boy. I heard words on that CD I never heard of before. <laughs> so when my daughter comes home, we confronted her. And I said, what are you listening to this crap for? And she goes, I just listened to it for the beat. <laughs> Do I look like I just fell off the turnip truck? Give me a break. <laughs> so I said, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do with this. And I went, ah, that's an $18 CD. It's my friends. <laughs> Next day, she goes to school. I take the day off. I said, honey, we're going to have a search party. <laughs> I flipped over her mattresses. I went through everything. I found bootlegged CDs, and I listened to them. Wow. She comes home, and she goes, you went in my room. See, you know what? I am not going to let Satan have a toehold in my house. You don't let Satan have a toehold in your house. Come on. If you're a youth sitting here, let me tell you something. When I'm done with this story, you're going to say, I appreciate my mom and dad. I'm glad he wasn't my dad. She comes home and she goes, I'm going to, she goes, that's my, that's my room. And my wife saw my face. I, she, she's prophetic. She saw it coming. She goes, and then my daughter takes it a next, next step farther. She goes, I'm going to call social services. Now, Pastor Armstrong, what you preached, I lived. That was fuel in this Italian's heart. Oh, no, Satan, you're not going to get our daughter, and you're not going to have a toehold in this house. So I went to my office, and I pulled all of my files out, and she's standing there, and I said, what's this? Whatever. I said, don't you whatever me. What is this? She goes, it's the mortgage. I said, you see your name on there? No. Pulled out the title to her car that I was paying, gas, fuel, repairs. I said, whose name is on here? She goes, yours, Dad. I said, okay, also... You are in the master bedroom of our home. You have your own personal bath. We pay for your food. We pay for your gasoline. We buy your clothes. Go ahead and call social services. And you know what they're going to say? Can we come and live at your home? Come on now. I'm going to put a lock on my door. Go right ahead. I took the door off the, I took the door off the hinges. Satan, you're not going to get my daughter. And Goliath approached David. He ran out to meet him, reached into the shepherd's bay and took out a stone. He hurled it from the sling and he hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and the man fell on his face to the ground. So David conquered the Philistine giant with a sling and a stone. And he took the sword and you know the rest of the story. He cut the head off. If my daughter, our daughter's 32 years old now. 
She goes, Dad, I hate when you tell everybody that story. I said, that's what dads are for. I told it at her wedding. Because we had unsafe people there, and I wanted them to know how real the enemy can be in your life. I'm not kidding. I did. I called her the little angel as I told her. I kind of softened it. Can I say this to you, and we're going to close here? David came to the battlefield determined to win. We have got to be determined to win. We have got to know that nothing is going to stand between me and my God. Nothing is going to stand between the promises and the gods that God, the, the promises and the things that God has given me. Don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at a Goliath that's nine foot tall. Believe and know that he is a defeated enemy. You have the power and you have the authority why we belong to God. I'm just give you a few little tips here and we're going to pray. God wants the mixture out of our hearts. What's the mixture? Uh, uh. That was the other thing she would do to me. Oh man, someone's going to have to pray with me after I'm done with this. I'm, I need to be delivered. These things are coming back into my spirit. Can I tell you something? We're in training. We're in training for eternity. We have got to start becoming eternity-minded. It's not what we're going to have for today. It's what we're going to have for our future. I, I, someone sent me something. I don't even know who it was. But there was like 100 yards of this big white rope up on the platform. And on the end of the rope was wrapped red tape for about eight inches. And here's what he said. The red tape inch is representative of your time here on earth. The rest of the rope is eternity. How dumb could I be and still breathe? Are you kidding me? We have got to have an eternal perspective. Though the enemy may slay me, I trust in you, Lord. <laughs> Jesus is in our boat. He has not left or forsaken us. We've got to let faith arise in our hearts. Man, if you're weak, if you, you can't pray, you know, I had someone say to me, I don't know how to pray. Well, you know what? We're going to hook you up with someone that will teach you how to pray. If you're a parent, you got some, you know, I had a parent say to me, what's the big deal? I mean, you know, they're going to hear this in life anyway. I'll tell you what the big deal is. You've left a window open, a crack in your home. My father, I was restoring a home and it had an old stone foundation kept getting mice in the house and he said my father called me daddy-o he goes daddy-o you got to patch up the cracks I go dad they're that big he goes a mouse can squish down and the Lord spoke to me you leave a crack in your foundation he's going to get in if he gets into your foundation the rest of the house is in trouble you want to call social services Go right ahead. I'll get them saved one right after another. The good news, she got miraculously saved. 
in her senior year, serving the Lord, happily married, two children, God-fearing. And she wrote me this note. She says, Dad, thank you for being who you were. Because you did what you did, God is with me always. And Dad, you taught me something that we're going to protect our our children, and I'm not going to let mixture into our house. And we're going to guard. Our, I'm going to guard our faith. And when the enemy comes in, we're going to know the voice of God, and we're going to know when it's the enemy. And then she put here, Daddy's not done with me yet. He's got so much more for me. But you helped write the introduction. We need to write the introduction for our children, our grandchildren, for this generation. We need to write the introduction for when the enemy starts to come after you and slay you. Thank you for tolerating this tonight. Is that a a happy jump up thing. But I'm going to say something. I got back to the room and the Lord says, teach them how to guard, shield their faith. Why? You got communities waiting for you. You got people that don't know where their next meal is going to come from. They need healing. They need a fresh touch of God. Who's going to be the messengers? You. You. Would you stand up, please? Yeah. Both husband and wife. What's your name? Sean? Know this, says the Lord, that I'm coming afresh. Do you have a, do you have a child? Yeah. One? Yes. Son? Yes. Where is he? Someone go get the son, would you please? <laughs> know this, says the Lord your God, that I am coming afresh and anew to you. Sean, Know this, says the Lord, the promotion is on the horizon for you. Sean, we bought a woman who used to live in Rome right near us came up and talked to me tonight. And it reminded me when we bought our building in Rome for our campus, we bought an old bank. And inside that bank was this big safe, and it was a big round door, and it weighed a ton, and it was super thick. And when I looked at you, I saw a bank safe. And God says, I'm going to open up the doors of that safe. And everything that's been robbed and stolen from you, Sean, is about to be returned, says the Lord your God. You have been robbed and plundered too long. And the enemy has tried to come and rob the joy in your home and take things away. What's your name, son? Colin. Heard about your healing and 
so happy to hear that. And there's a reason why this was a season for you. You keep up that shield of faith. Don't you let the enemy come in and try to rob and take away. Because God, I feel God has just picked the two of you up with your son. And he's taking you off the set of tracks that you were on. And he's putting you on a set of tracks that has no hindrances. And man of God, you think too small of yourself. You need to believe who God has made you to be. You are a giant killer. You are a giant killer. You love this. You love this, young. You're doing things for him that you never saw in your own life as a childhood. God says it's wiped, it's clean, the slate is clean. But you're putting something in him. Just like I got done saying, there'll be a day he's going to look at you and say, thank you, Dad. Words you wished you would have heard in your childhood. Good job, son. The two of you have been through a whirlwind. And the enemy has just been, you know, back home, I don't know if they have it here, it's called Whack-A-Mole. You know, the game Whack-A-Mole. You guys have been in the Whack-A-Mole game too long. It's time to fight back. Sean, you're a man of the kingdom. You've got a sword. And you know what? I smell foreign soil. I believe you've been there, but you're going back. And you're going to go back. And you're going to go back. Because the safe that God has opened for you, that bank safe is full of gifts. You want to know what I'm seeing for the two of you? Jacob's ladder. And I hear the two of you talking to each other, and you're climbing up the ladder, and you're going, Honey, look at what God's got here. And, and you're carrying the, the presents down, and you're handing them and you're going back up. And, and your wife is saying, What are we going to do with these presents? We're going to take them to the field, to those who really need. But you know what? There's a mission field right here that God is going to use you in because your hearts are full of compassion and love. Can I pray for you? Where's the oil? Pastor, this young man is going to... He's going to kill the bear or he's going to kill the lion. He's going to take out Goliath. Can you put your hands up? Rub your hands together. Where's the children's pastor? Pastors, whoever. They're gone? They're back there? Okay. I'm going to lay my hands on you, okay? That okay? Hallelujah. Lord God, Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, that you're equipping him as a young David. Lord God, Jesus. Uh, Lord, that his faith is going to go deep. Lord God, Jesus. He's going to run out there and he's going to say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He's going to take him out. He's already taking him out, Lord God, Jesus. He plans it. I, I see him. He's a thinker. This kid's a thinker. And God is going to use him 
to touch a generation. I'm going to teach them how to be warriors in the house of the Lord. Lord, we pray a hedge of protection around his mind, his soul, his spirit, his heart, his physical body, that you will keep him from every childhood disease. That, Lord, wherever his feet shall step, Lord God, Jesus, the Bible says it'll be given to you, but it also means that when the property came to you, you had to plant, you had to produce something off the property. This young man is going to plant, he's going to sow, he's going to reap. He's going to sow, he's going to reap. He's going to sow, and he's going to reap. He's going to possess the land that the enemy has tried to take. The blessing of the Lord is upon your lives. Sean, God says, hold your head high. Hold your head high. The days of being robbed and pilfered are over with. I believe God's been speaking some things to your heart that you want to see changed in your family. The door is opening. Make the changes. Button up the house. Keep the enemy out because the Spirit of God is about to fall in your house. And you're a couple that are gonna, you're going to have... Your house is going to be a house of salvation. You're one of those other couples where people are going to come and see the goodness of the Lord be made manifest in their life. Do you have something for them? You know, Sean, as soon as, as, soon as uh, Pastor Charlie started prophesying over you, I saw, I saw gang members just surrounding your feet and bowing and actually surrendering to the will of God for their lives. I want to tell you that God's going to give you authority in that realm where there's going to be those that are even going to be, when he said overseas, I saw a cartel being reached. And when, when, when he were standing, he, and then he said missions here, I saw literally gang leaders and gang members coming and saying, I submit to Christ because of what I've seen in you. And I, and I see the hand of God on you. And I see that there's going to be, there's going to be, they're going to just let go of stuff. They're just going to be releasing stuff. And I see the hand of God on you. And I just even see in your family, there's one family member that's been going the wrong direction. And I don't know if he's a brother or someone. He's, there's someone that's been going the wrong direction and they need to be reaped in. And I see you as a fisherman. And it's not a net that you're cash, casting. You are casting an individual hook and you're bringing them in. And I see the anointing. I, I know a guy named Todd White. Do you know who he is? I see this when I, when I, I saw this anointing, the same anointing that's on Todd White come upon you, which is an anointing of incredible signs and wonders, but not in the church, but outside of the church, right where the people that you have on your heart live. And you want to see them. And I saw that literally God was going to give you revelation that you could see. And they're going to, you're going to, I don't know why drug, drug addicts are going to get set free right in front of you, right in front of you, literally delivered, set free completely. And that's the anointing on your life. I, I don't know if either of you have any kind of pain or discomfort right around the hip here. Is that you? Okay. You've had it for how long? Two years. Well, the Lord, do you feel the pain and discomfort right now? When, is it always there? or is... Okay, the hernia is getting healed right now. God's going to just remove. Because the Lord showed me that. And, and that's being healed right now as the Lord is releasing on you healing virtue that's going to move through you. Woo. 
I don't, the month of April is a is a time that God has done something in your life. What is that month? Your anniversary. Okay. God is moving in the month of April with you, and there's going to be a little girl uh, that comes to you. Uh, you guys are going to have a good good revisit of a honeymoon. Anyway, how far? Anyway, praise the Lord. God's blessing you. And God's releasing. And, and what, what the enemy tried to tie up, it can't be tied up. God's releasing. He's releasing life to you. And God's strengthening you. Uh, a promotion is coming. Financial hardships is done. God's going to release such increase. I see three major debts and bills that have been bothering you. They're going to be wiped off. And I see like a 30-day period of time. It's just going to be real quick and real supernatural. So get ready for God to do this for you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, Bo. I just hear the Lord saying this. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your faith. Uh, there was times when you didn't know if you were going to be able to make it and win, and you you had to just believe God. And the time of of of, of um, um, you know, it's, it's more than hardship. It's it's um, it's just there's such a wonderful season of just prosperity and favor coming upon you. And, and I just see your feet dripping with the oil of God and God's hand upon you. Now, one of the things you got to learn to receive is when you don't feel strong, you have to be able to lift up and receive the... So both of you lift your hands real quick. Young man, you're powerful. You're powerful. I mean, you are. And I see you going into college and I see you going into... And I see you going... And there's a wrestling scholarship of something that's going to just be so good. I don't know if you wrestle everybody. You don't like to wrestle? Just you? Teach him some good moves because he's going to go to college with this. And I just see this athletic scholarships just coming upon your life that God's going to open up doors for you. I release this blessing over you. Can you give me a fist bump real quick? Bam. Oh, I, that hurt. That is wrong. That should not hurt. <laughs> God's good for you. But there's been, there's been an enemy trying to visit you in your dreams and visit you at night. And I just release you from any kind of fear and anxiety. I release peace over you in Jesus' name. Will you just lift your hands and just receive the power of God? I thank you. There he is now. We thank you for that. How I many you know the power of God is just going to move through this place tonight? Pastor Charlie, you brought something and you will release something in this room tonight. The power of God's just moving. Thank you, Lord. Let faith go deep into your hearts tonight. Pastor J.O., I have to say to you, I can't wait to hear what's going to start happening here after we go. Because I believe what God said to me, I was talking to Sharon, and she goes, do you feel the expectancy? I said, yeah. She goes, do you feel things are going to double speed-wise? And as she was saying that, <laughs> we used to have an old crank uh, record player. And I would turn it up to 78 for the grandkids so they could hear it. And that's what I was hearing. I said, what is that? And the Lord said, I'm speeding up the disc. I'm going I'm to make it happen quicker than you expect. And the people that are going to come in, they're gonna, it's not going to take six months to establish them. They're going to get established quickly, quickly because their hands are going to be needed on deck. And the reason why I want to pray for the two of them right now is sometimes the pastor and his wife get forgotten because we're going we're gonna to enter into something that's just going to go crazy. There's a young lady over here with a bun on the top of her head right there. we got to pray for her. Yep, right there. Stand up, honey. 
Come on, you might as well come over to save us time. Glory to God. Pastor J.L. Wow. In Joshua 18, it says, this is for the two of you, sorry. Now the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together in Shiloh, and they set up the tabernacle of the meeting there, and the land was subdued before them. They had just come through some major battles, and they were all excited. But there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not received their inheritance. <laughs> then Joshua said to the children of Israel, I think he was 108 years old or something at this time, you know, probably thinking of retirement. Joshua said to the children of Israel, how long will you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord your God of fathers has given you? One of the translations says, how long will you wait? This is not a chastising word. This is a word of encouragement to the two of you because God says there is so much land to be taken. And I know there's other pastors here, and I'm just going to say this to you. There is an apostolic call upon your life. You are a father's father. We are in a fatherless society. For the Lord would say to you, because you have kept up the vanguard, the two of you have kept up the vanguard of the house, and there have been times that you have felt, says the Lord your God, do I have the strength to keep doing what I need to do? The shield is heavy. The, 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 the weaponry is heavy. And the Lord would say, I'm coming, says the Lord, and I'm going to lighten the load. And man, one of the things I have noticed since I have been here, you have an excellent group of staff around you. You have men and women that are armor bearers. They are cup bearers. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, God is putting a spirit of unity. We're, I, I feel we need to pray the spirit of unity. You're going to... Uh, yeah. God just gives me pictures. I'm sorry to say this, but it's a garbage bag. It looks like a garbage bag. And when you pull the strings closed, it brings it together. God is going to cause you to bring the churches together. And there's going to be some churches that are going to say, no, that's okay. We're going to just play with our toys. We're going to stay over here. That's fine. Because God is about to propel you, Pastor J.O., He's getting ready to propel you and your wife to a whole other dimension in him, says the Lord. Know this, says the Lord your God, that I'm going to let the rains fall. I'm going to let the rains fall like they've never fallen before, says the Lord your God. I'm about to turn over the soil that has been crusted over by religious spirits. I'm seeing this like snake, this twisting serpent that's been trying to stranglehold this area in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We curse that thing to the very root right now and we say let go, let go let go, let go 
God is going to use you how to, how to, you're going to preach messages on relationship. You're going to preach messages on identity in Christ, but you're going to teach them how to warfare. You're going to teach them how to go to battle. I'm telling you by the spirit of God, God is saying, how old are you, man? Oh man, you're just a kid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice I didn't ask his wife how old she is. By the Spirit of God, God is going to give you the territories, and he's going to give you more than just the territories, says the Lord. You are going to defeat the Spirit. You're going to defeat the principalities over the air of this place, says the Lord your God. I feel that there's been some things that have been coming against you, and the, the walls and the winds of adversity have been trying to blow on you, but you're a weeble. can knock you over, but you won't fall down. And God is going to use you in a mighty way. Let me have your hands. Let me have your hands. Come here. Come here. Your hand too. Come on. Come on. Put your hand in your husband's. This is crazy, but I smell popcorn. And God's given me the picture. Remember Jiffy Pop? The little aluminum pan. Rip off the top, the cardboard, and you put it in, you shake it, and the aluminum blows up. She's the oil, you're the seed. And the Holy Spirit is about to blow upon you. And that popcorn's going to pop. And, you know, the Jiffy Pop, when it would pop up, remind me, you know, a woman in, who's pregnant and happens in four minutes. The bag is ready to be opened. The baby's ready to be delivered. God is going to use the oil in the seed to cause this church to overflow. There's a new spirit of illumination coming upon this house, says the Lord your God. You are the appointed man. You are the appointed woman to head revival that's going to take place in this area. Come on now. This is going to be a revival center, says the Lord your God. Know this, says the Lord your God. This is going to be a greenhouse for training up ministry, says the Lord. Do they have greenhouses here? Back home we have them during the wintertime. They plant the seeds. They're environmentally controlled with heat and moisture so that when the springtime comes, there's these young plants that are ready to be planted in the soil wherever they're going to be taken. God is going to cause you guys to have green. This is going to be a greenhouse uh, to raise up ministry in this house, says the Lord, that they will be planted. You got mission field in Honda Doris and everything, God's got a mission field right here. I see plantings going on all around this area, says the Lord your God. Pastors are going to come to you and say, Pastor J.O., help us out. Uh, we can't do this anymore. We're going to, we just want to give you the building. We want to give you everything. I believe God's going to just start to remarkably do something incredible here because God has said, I've had enough. It's time for this area and for
for these communities to bow their knees to me, says the Lord your God. You need to get ready. I told you, I told you in the car the other day that missionaries are going to come off the field and they're going to come here and they're going to rest and it's going to be like a hospital. This place is a hospital. I say this place right now. This isn't where you're going to stay, but wherever you go, it's a hospital. And the missionaries are going to come here and you guys are going to love on the missionaries and you're going to help them to get re-strengthened and retooled to go back out and to finish what God has called them to do. But I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, healing teams are going to come out of this house. We heard it about the young children. Healing teams are going to come out of this house. People are going to come here. They're going to be healed. I told them in the car when I walked in this sanctuary, there was a coffin sitting right there. And in that coffin was pornography and drugs and cigarettes and bottles of liquor. And I said, Lord, what are you doing? He said, they're going to have a funeral monthly because people are going to come to this altar and they're going to drop their drugs. They're going to drop the stuff here. And they're gonna, before one note gets played, before one prayer gets played, made, they're going to run down this all to this altar. This is going to be a busy altar. If you got altar workers, you need to get ready. Deliverances are going to take place right in this place. People are going to get gloriously saved. I want by a show of hands, how many of you have a, a, a group in your home? How many are a, a, a small group? Stand up a second. I feel to tell you this by the Spirit of God. They're not going to make it to church to get saved. They're going to get saved in your homes. They're going to get saved. They're going to get gloriously saved. They're going to come from your neighborhoods. Listen, let me tell you something. You too, you got family. You got family that's going to come to your home that think your, your elevator stopped going to the top floor. And you need to get ready because God's going to give you guys some nuggets because they're going to get saved. They're going to get gloriously saved. They're going to get gloriously saved. Where's that other couple? Uh, let me say something to you. God is, going to, God is going to use you guys to be the lovers of the prodigals that are going to come back. You're going to be the mom and the dad of the prodigals. And I'm going to say something to you. I hear their voices. We can't go back there. We were bad. We did things and no one could love us. And you're going to show them the love that's going to help establish them back in the house. I'm telling you, this is your year. This is your preparation year. This is the year to get retooled. This is the time to stand up and say, we're not going to be denied the destiny. You know what? Everything is already great here, but God is upgrading you to the next level. And you can't get comfortable there because he's going to upgrade you to the next level. And you know what? You're a humble man, but you're a bold man. And you got courage. You're a David in the house of the Lord. And God is going to use you to stand up and, and you know I'm, I'm, do we have a stick somewhere a pole a broom handle anything umbrella anything do we have something can someone grab me something quick picture this as a spear that had a diet, <laughs> put it in your hand. Joshua <laughs> pointed the spear in the direction of what needed to be taken down. 
And the two of you are going to be the pointer. And prophetically tonight, I would like you to point where God is going to lead you to take first, and then second, and then third, and fourth. I see four things that God is going to do. So put your hands on that spear, the two of you, and start pointing. Where are you going to point first? Go to downtown. We're going to go down. We're going to get downtown NIC and all that area. Amen. Come on. Hayden, whole area of Hayden, Athol, that entire area there. We want to go east and take all the areas of east, even into Kellogg and Silver Valley and that area, amen. And we're going to get the, the whole area between here and Post Falls and Spokane Valley and all up in Spokane and this whole north, north, south, east, and west. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. I hear a sound. hear a sound of an oncoming rain. But it's only the size of a man's hand. You better grab onto your belt. You better start running, church, because the rain is coming. And if you don't start now, you're going to get bogged down. Because it's coming and nothing's going to stop it. Because God says, I have declared your destiny. The man of God has spoken. This is his heart. The woman of God, this is their heart as to what's going to happen. You need to get behind the vision. You need to get behind what is happening here. If you want to talk about something, talk about the goodness of the Lord and the victory that's coming your way. Don't you talk about anything else. You prophesy. You prophesy to the air. And you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, what was declared here tonight is going to happen. Don't you be a naysayer. Don't you be a rumor monger. You get behind the vision. Out of the abundance, the mouth speaks. Let your mouth speak faith. Let your mouth speak victory. Let your mouth speak war. There is a sound in the camp tonight. I hear a sound of victory. Do you hear a sound of victory? Come on, what's a sound of victory sound like? Come on.
Where's Sean's wife? Just come up real quick, and then I'm going to let... Get her, I want to get her up here. You go ahead. I just want to make sure she's here. The, um, there's a, what I saw was in a new level of authority that was coming to you too, to you both. And that's the mantle that was released. But I felt like there was two things that you really need to believe that you have authority over. Two very specific things. And, and this... And one of the keys to this house is you have authority over this and people walk in with these and they get set free. But God is releasing to you the spirit of authority over death and grief. Over death and grief. And the enemy has tried to destroy your lives. Both both of you with this spirit. I, I've never seen it before on, against you, coming against you, but I've, I, I, I've seen God identify the spirit of grief and the spirit of death has tried to consume you. And, and you overcame it with cancer and you overcame it by not giving in to what happened to your family. And the enemy tried to tell you when you got into that car accident, it's your turn, it's your turn. And when you built this out, he tried to say, you have nothing else to do, this is finished. But the enemy has no right in your life he is no authority in your life God is saying you both carry a mantle that is superior, a mantle that supersedes his authority. And, and because of that, this atmosphere of joy and freedom sets the captives free. It sets people free. It sets them free because when you walk in, you just get hit with something that says, I can win. You get hit with something that says, I can overcome. You get hit with something that says, I can live. And that's the anointing that has authority over, over grief and anointing that has authority over, over death. God has given you that freedom. And I declare today in the name of Jesus. Now, this is interesting because my wife has been going to another level of authority. And I realized that when you're going to another level of the prophetic and apostolic, the enemy doesn't just try to touch you spiritually, but he tries to make spiritual things physical. He tries to give you a physical manifestation of what he's doing in the spirit. So he'll try to, he'll shoot an arrow at you and you'll make, it'll make you feel like you got jabbed or stabbed or something in your physical body, like an arrow is stuck in you. I'm pulling arrows out tonight. Come on, will somebody, will somebody pull arrows out with me? We're pulling arrows out tonight. Come on, my wife is free. I'm free. You're free. How many of you felt like there's been some kind of arrow? knife shot something stab you in the back how many of you feel like something like that it's because you're going to another level in the spirit and another realm of authority and the enemy's trying to say you can't go there and if you're wondering why this thing is in your back it's because you have an apostolic and prophetic mantle to say I am going to join arms with my leaders and we're going to that next level So I, in the name of Jesus, hey, babe, would you just, I yanked the arrows out. It's interesting that he would try to come at an archer. It's interesting he would try to come at an archer by, by shooting you, trying to make you feel inability to come. Come on, let's do some, let's do some, some removal of arrows. You know, I, I feel there's one over here that you just kind of, it was there, it's been there for 
maybe 10 years and you just broke it off and kept on moving. You just broke it off and kept on moving. You didn't ever get it pulled out, but I'm here to pull it out of you. I yank it out. Come on, put your hands right on her, honey. Put your, I, I yank that out in the name of Jesus. And then, come, I just, I just remove these arrows. Uh, you'll feel your strength in your back. You'll feel it all strengthening. You'll feel the strength. You'll feel the strength. You Come on, you're going to feel the strength. You'll feel that strength rising up. That strength, that strength coming up. Oh! Because we take authority over death and we take authority. We take authority. We take authority. We take authority. We take authority over grief. We take authority over death and we take authority over grief. Oh, it just comes off right there. Just peels right off. Just peels right off. Just peels right off. Just peels right off. We take authority over this in the name of Jesus. We take authority. We take authority. We take authority over this. It yanks out of you. God pulls it out of you. He says there's a whole nother level. You have to ask yourself, why is he so, why would he try to attack me at this level? What does he see in my future? You know what I, I think is one of the greatest revelations we read past in the scriptures when the scripture, the devil comes to Jesus and he says, if you are the son of God, then turn this rock into a stone. And I thought to myself, I read, I go, oh my goodness, what does he know about the ability of a son of God that we don't know? If you're a son of God, turn this rock into a stone, into a bread, sorry, into bread. If you're, if you're a son of God, turn this rock. Thank you, baby. I need help. Turn this rock into bread. And I thought to myself, my goodness, we call ourselves sons of God, but we're not trying to turn rocks into bread. What does he know about you that you don't know about yourself? What does he know about you that you don't recognize in yourself? What does he know about you? Radine, that you don't recognize in yourself. Sons and daughters of God. This is your revealing. This is your exposure. I saw something when you pointed, and I don't know, I just saw it. I don't know what it is, but when you pointed, I saw there was a piece of property, and it used to have tanks or something on it. It used to have some kind of military something on it. And God says, that's land that I'm giving you. I don't know whether, I don't know where that is. I, I wouldn't, I don't even know if there's any military, anything out here. But I want you to know, God says there's going to be, there's going to be abandoned military property that is coming to you. I don't know where it is. I, only you know, I would know, but you talk to God about it. But when you point it, I saw that. It's going to be lots of it. I mean, we're going to have recovery homes. We're going to have, we're going to have, we're going to have, I mean, literally young people coming out of the inner city over here are going to have to go over there and in and places for mission. I mean, it's going to be a build out compound. And it's going to be a staging. I hear the Lord saying a staging place for the nations, for everything that is going to, the heart of God for the nations and heart of God, where it's going to just be the staging ground. 
I'm excited about it. I don't know what else to say other than Come on. you have authority. And I, and, I, and I was reminded when we first got together, our first time together, all I knew is you were evangelist prophet. And that prophetic mantle is going to catch up to your evangelistic anointing. God's, God's putting that on you where you're not going to lose the evangelism. You don't have to worry about losing that anointing of evangelism. He's just putting on a, a, just a coat of many colors. And it's going to have that. You, you're stepping into that prophetic realm. Don't second guess the spirit of revelation that's coming upon you both. Don't second guess the, the spirit of revelation. And, and, and Radine, I just see you waking up with dreams and just writing out these dreams and just seeing these dreams and just writing out. And God's saying, I'm speaking to you through dreams and I'm speaking to you through sight. You're going to see it in the day. She's going to dream it in the night. And you're going to come together and go, this is the will of God. down put the guitar down <laughs> dedicated musicians would you stand by them please pastor tracy where's pastor tracy come on i'll tell you what i'm seeing in the spirit i'm seeing this place packed with youth but more importantly you have city interns i see a school of the arts being established in this place Churches are going to send their youth here to learn how to be accomplished musicians. And you know what I mean by the Spirit of God, accomplished musician? I'm not talking all the music theory and everything. I go into some churches and I say to the piano player, can you follow me? And the pastor goes, they can't follow you. They have no idea what you're talking about. There's playing, a mu there's playing an instrument and there's being anointed to play an instrument. You have anointed musicians here and they're going to come to learn how to be anointed for their instrument their vocals the actual instruments but I see a school of the arts I see you know what the arts has been so cut up but I believe God wants to use the arts to win hearts and to win souls and I want to say something to you, because I didn't really pray over you guys, pray, pray over you. But there is a purity in your heart. I'm a clean freak, okay? And I like using the Mr. Clean scrubbing things, because they really get everything clean. And God is going to use you with young ladies. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what I saw, and then you, can, you guys can pray about it. But I saw a runway going off the stage. And I saw you with a team of women working with the young girls and young ladies in this house 
teaching them that they can dress appropriately and still be good because inside is where it's all happening. And I saw the place jam-packed and it's a fashion show where these young girls are walking out and they're dressed. But before they walk out, you have already poured into them with your team because some of them don't feel worthy to walk out because of everything that's gone on in their lives. And I'm going to tell you something. The unsaved are going to come. The grandmas, the grandpas, they're going to come to see this thing. And the Spirit of God is going to fall. And the tears are going to come. And it's going to be like dominoes. Salvation after salvation after salvation. But more importantly, you're rescuing the hearts of these young girls. And some of them, some of them are going to enter in to the school of the arts. I saw dancers. We go to a church in Ottawa. They have a dance team that every time they dance, I say, oh, dear God, we're not going anywhere because there's my wife right on the ground, on the floor, out cold in the spirit for one or two hours because it has that anointing. What you guys have, how can I say this? You've got the right ingredients you have. It's real here. Folks, you're real. You're all real. This is real. You're real. It's it's there and it's going to be multiplied and it's going to be, it's going to go out. All of you are pans of chiffy pop and you're just going to start popping and, and this is going to be birthed and that's going to be birthed. And it sounds like a lot, but you watch and see how God will give you God's going to start giving you dreams and visions. I looked at you and the Lord said to me, he's a modern day Joel. You're going to prophesy on your instrument. You're going to prophesy through songs. You're going to write songs that are prophetic. And as they're being sung, it's going to minister to the people's hearts. And I want to go on the record to say this. I don't know where you're at you need to get an album of your songs out of this house. I will say this to you. I will say this to you. My wife is very sensitive. You know, people back in the day, they would call our answering machine and play Light the Fire or something because they knew when my wife would hit the play button, she would go right out. I came home one day, the lawnmower is running. I said to the kids, where's mom? She passed out on the back deck in the glory of God. My wife used to be an excellent cook. When the Spirit of God hit her, Forget it, she can't even bake a cookie anymore. I have to do all the cooking. So I recorded some of your music, and she goes, oh my God, Charlie. And I go, I stopped it. Because there is an anointing, and there is a deliverance, and there is a salvation message that comes out of your music that's going to touch the hearts of people. It's going to be in their cars. It's going to be in their workplaces. And I don't know what's going on, but I believe to confirm it, to confirm it of what God is doing. 
the spirit of Joel that's on you is coming through. It's going to come through the music. And it's going to prophesy to this generation. It's going to turn their hearts back to Christ. I'm telling you, I'm going to say this to you. This album's going to go on the secular stations. It's not just going to be on the Christian stations. It's going to go on the secular stations. And it's going to carve it out. It's going to carve it out. I'm going to say one more thing to you, too, and then I'm going to let you go. So we've got other people to pray for. I know Pastor Tracy's got something. Hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here until next Monday. i got another church to go to, so I'm, I'm cool. Where's the couple... Where's the couple I gave the word to about marriages? Where are you? You know who you are. Who'd I give it to? Are you here tonight? Maybe not. Oh, maybe. You know who it was? It was Rusty Dusty or Dusty Rusty. That's right. Okay, come here, honey. I hope I meet that guy someday because I feel that what he's in is just what he's in right now, but I feel that guy was a powerhouse. I feel he was a lightning rod for Christ. Come on. Come on. Because I'm going to ask you to help lay hands on them because your home is going to be sought out where you're going to help strengthen marriages. You're going to help. You're going to help strengthen them. You're going to do. You're going to do premarital counseling. You're going to. You're going to. You're going to teach them the right things. And and but more importantly, you're you're going to come alongside of them after they're married to help. You know, back home, I don't know if they have them out here, but when we take our grandkids bowling, you press a button, and these bumpers come up in the gutters, so that when they roll the ball, they at least get one pin, your bumpers in their alley of life so that their marriage doesn't crash. I just, my phone was going off during worship and it's a buddy of mine and his son just got married last year and he just discovered some things and he says, please pray with me. We never saw this coming, but God is going to give you both the Holy Spirit flashlights to see what's going on in their lives. And like a laser beam, you're going to point them out and marriages that would crash and burn, the two of you. I'm going to say something to you. I see a team working with you. I see a team working with you. And this is going to not only be what everything else we have said, but there's going to be marriage conferences held in this place. And, and the things that are taught here are going to go to other places. Because God is restoring family. God is restoring marriages. And God showed me, you too do not compromise. You guys are bumpers in, that, in their lives. And they won't throw a gutter ball in their marriage. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'll, I'll work backwards. First thing I saw is when he started to talk to you I saw you writing a marriage book I saw you guys working on a book in a curriculum and I think that's how it's going to just travel out there so I just want to throw that on there thank you come on and um, 
I saw another level of creativity coming on you. I've been looking at you throughout this week and I just saw another level of creativity just coming on you and I forgot that you sing and God's going to take your singing you two are going to do a, an album together and it's just going to be a beautiful work together and it's going to be almost like almost like um, a song of Solomon kind of just expression where people are going to be able to it's going to restore it's going to have an anointing of restoring marriages just in the, that work itself it's just going to be so beautiful and and it's just going to open up doors the other thing is i saw was you were prophesying i saw that that, that the albums that you were talking about that they're going to go into closed countries. God's going to use it to go into Israel. God's going to use it to go into Syria. God's going to use it to go into Russia. The, he said, I'm going to put it behind the curtain and I'm going to put it behind the wall. That's exactly what he said. I'm going to put it behind the curtain and I'm going to put it behind the wall. And so God's going to use it. And what the Lord says, he says, your songs will carry the doctrine of the gospel and it will be as if you are preaching new life to people and they'll sing them and they'll think they're singing about love they're thinking they're singing about joy they're thinking they're singing about hope and relationships and the whole time they're singing the worship songs to the lord and the doctrine of the kingdom is just seeping into their being and before they know it they're looking somewhere in whatever your works and they're trying to find out and discover more about you and they realize they're christians and then they follow you. They follow your sound before they follow your sight. I hear the Lord saying they're going to follow your sound before they follow your sight. One of the things that I feel like the Lord is releasing on this generation is one of my dreams is to raise up a sight and sound generation. And you guys are anointed for a sight and sound generation. A generation that's moved by by sight and sound so I don't release easily the anointing for movies I don't I don't release that easily but I'm releasing it on you that anointing for for movies and visual and I literally I don't know why I see the stage but I see the stage and plays and I see that release I release that anointing may that be the higher level of creativity that God's bringing on and you're gonna write you're gonna write not skits plays you're gonna write full-on like Broadway style musicals and God's gonna release this I mean it's gonna be amazing I mean we're just gonna invade I'm, I'm joining in did you hear that we're just gonna invade we're gonna invade we're going to invade Broadway. We're going to invade these territories that are off limits. We're going to be a sight and sound sneaky, like sneaky, Smeagol-like, you know. Because <laughs> all of those things that just float around in your head, you've been waiting for the opportunity and the permission to express. God says, get on out there. In and out of the house, in and out of the house, in and out of the house, in and out of the house. And there's no, there's no boundaries, no borders for you anymore. It's the, there's no middle line that's out of the house and that's in the house. It's in and out. It's such a flat playing field. In Jesus' name. Let's pray for them. I feel to lay hands on them because remember, the Lord said to you, you're going to be, you and your husband are going to be a net for some of these marriages. They don't even know who, who God, they've heard of God, but they don't know who he is and he's going to be real in their lives. So we need all, this is a multifaceted, you know, everybody thinks they think one color. This place is a rainbow of God's love 
And so let's lay hands on them and let's just believe what God is going to do here. Amen. Come on, stretch your hands. Would you stretch your hands forward? Listen, this is your future. This is your future. Come on. Come on. Come on, Lord, we just thank you right now. Lord, we impart the gifts, and, and Lord, we stand with them, and we say, Lord, God, Jesus, make it manifest in their life. Touch their hearts. Touch their minds, Lord, God, Jesus. Lord, it might be overwhelming right now, but Lord, it's just going to unfold, and it's going to minister to their hearts, and I see, Lord, God, that others are going to join them, and Lord, this is just going to be magnificent because it's all for you. It's all for your kingdom, and all the praise and all the glory of every new soul, every every album, every every CD that goes out. And I'm going to say there's a music video that's in, t in that too. There's going to be, uh, it, it's going to happen. It's going it, to, it, it's just going to be awesome. So Lord, we just seal these words that have been not only spoken over this couple, but over pastor and redeemed. Lord God, Jesus, Lord, we just believe right now, Lord God, for a quickening of your word. We don't want to wait three months. We don't want to wait four months. Lord, we're, we're putting the demand as Pastor Tracy taught us. We're going to be obsessed with these things because there is a sick and dying world waiting to hear the good news. So, Lord, we thank you for tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Sophia, can we pray for you, honey? We warned you. So, this is your time. Glory to God. Let me tell you what I saw. You're a picture of Queen Esther. God is going to use you. She was an awesome woman. She carried herself so well, but she was fearless. And when I looked into your eyes, I said, oh, she looks kind of shy. But when I looked into your eyes, I said, I would not want to mess with this one young lady. Esther was brave. She went into the king's throne room knowing she might not come out alive, but she so believed that there was people who needed to be touched, people that needed to be saved. And she went, and God's favor was on her life. And Sophia, I want to say something to you. The favor of God is on your life. It's all over you. You can see it. You can feel it. You're going to one day wake up. Your brothers are going to look at you. Your mom and your dad are going to look at you. And they say, they're going to say, where is Sophia? Because God is going to make himself manifest in you. And you're going to be a champion for others that can't champion themselves. There is also the spirit of Deborah upon you. Deborah went after the social injustices. She went after the things that, that just were not right. She was a judge. And I'm going to tell you something, God speaking to me. You've got an incredible mind. God is going to use you. He's going to make you something 
that you don't even expect in your life. And he's going to give you status. And the status is not for ego, despite what your dad says, okay? It's going to be status for the kingdom of God. And God is going to use you to break through the barriers and the walls that the enemy has put up in people's lives. I see you walking with a backpack, and in that backpack is an unlimited supply of everything that people will need that will come across your pathway. And God is going to use you to turn their circumstances around. And I'm going to say this to you too. You're going to preach and teach the word of God as you grow, as you mature. Your mother, she's a great preacher, but you're going to be the fireball in the family. You're going to preach. And the words that are going to come out of your mouth are going to hit the target every time. It's going to hit and hit and hit. And they're going to say, here comes that fireball, Sophia. You watch. You watch and see, Sophia. You watch and see what God is going to do. You're going to have a passport that's just going to be filled with stamp after stamp after stamp from nation after nation. You know what? When your husband spoke about your dad as being the next Van Gogh and it was left off, it's going to fall on her. Not for the arts, but for the status that he should have had. God's going to give her in the kingdom of God. It wasn't lost. It's been found. And it's in her heart. And it's going to go forth. I'm going to read about you. I'm going to hear good things. Amen? Where's your brother? Come here, guys. Come here. Come on. Wow. I feel old. He was one years old last time I saw him. Know this says the Lord your God that I am coming afresh and anew to you and you have laid out and you have petitioned me and you have said, God, what would you have my hands to do? I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, God is blessing and anointing these hands. For the spirit of David is all upon you, says the Lord your God. Know this, says the Lord your God, that I am going to come and I'm going to cause you to be one that is going to go down a road that no one else has gone down, says the Lord your God. Know this, that I have heard your desires. I have heard your cries, says the Lord. Know this, says the Lord, that as you press into me, as you carry a fresh alabaster box wherever you go, says the Lord, you will anoint those, says the Lord your God, that need the anointing, and you're going to see miraculous things happen. The signs and the wonders and the miracles are about to follow you. Know this, says the Lord your God, that I have cut you out of a different cloth, says the Lord your God, and it is unique, says the Lord your God, and you're going to bring, says God, revelation and illumination into people's lives, says the Lord your God. Wow, 
wow, do you know what? I don't know if he sings. I don't know if he plays an instrument. God's not showing me, but God says he is the instrument. <laughs> that God is strumming his strings, and wherever he goes, it's going to resonate in people's hearts. Hallelujah. Oof. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you for this young man, Lord God. Lord, he's watched and he's learned and his heart has already been energized. But Lord, you're, you're going to take him so much deeper, Lord God, into the things of you. Wow. I'm going to tell you, man, I see songs of deliverance coming out of your mouth. I see songs of deliverance coming out of your heart, says the Lord your God. You're going to see the miraculous. You're going to see what the enemy meant for evil. God is going to put you in situations, and they're going to turn around, says the Lord. I want to say something else to you, man. Every time I walked by you, even with the lights out, I saw a shadow on the ground. I said, Lord, what is that? And the Lord says, just as Peter's shadow Come on. crossed those with infirmities, so shall this young man's shadow cross them, and they will be healed. For there's a healing anointing upon your heart. I'm telling you by the Spirit of God, it's not just physical healings, but God is going to put people in your pathway where their minds are disturbed, their minds have been messed up, and God's going to use you to minister to them. You're going to bring clarity of spirit to their hearts, and they're going to be rejuvenated and revived, just revived, just says the Lord your God. I feel to pray. There's a five-fold call in his life to preach, to teach, to prophesy, lay hands on the sick, to evangelize the whole package. When you went under the waters of baptism, though it felt like it was only seconds, God had you down there. And he was just installing the circuitry of heaven into your heart so that as you go forth across the nations, as you've spread the good news, it's going to stick. It's not going to slide off. Lord, we thank you for this awesome young man who says, I want everything that you have for me, Lord God. I will sow myself into you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For know this, says the Lord your God, that I have come tonight to minister to your heart also, says the Lord. I'm even going to make your heart even softer, says the Lord. There's things that you are seeing. There are things that you want to do. I want to tell you what I'm seeing. Man, it's so funny. You mentioned your father, and as I put my hand on his heart, I'm seeing a blank canvas. And God has given you a palette of paints. And he's saying, son, paint whatever you want, and I will anoint it, says the Lord. And what God is showing me is 
that's your practice palette because God's going to cause you to come into people's lives and their hearts are blank and their hearts are a mess and God's going to have you paint their future upon their hearts for there's a prophetic call upon your life says the Lord your God and not only will you prophesy but you, what is black and white in their lives, you're going to add color and you're going to bring the color and their lives are going to be turned around. And as, as we were prophesying over the group up there, I'm telling you, God is going to use you in the arts also, says the Lord. God is going to use you to touch some people, they can't express themselves. The youths don't know how to express themselves. I see, I don't know why I see you dancing. I see you, I see you choreographing. I see you doing things in the, in the spirit. And God is going to use you to touch other young hearts where they can't express themselves. They're going to be able to express themselves in God through the arts. But more importantly, God is going to use you to transform hearts that have grown stone cold and have gone black and white. And God is going to use you to revive them. People's hearts are going to be your palette and your canvas, says the Lord your God. And you need to get ready, says God. Uh, how old are you? 17. I'm going to tell you, before this year is out... You're going to have such a visitation of God that there are going to be days you're not even going to be able to get out of your bedroom. You're, you're going to be glued to the floor and God is going to come and he's going to infuse you with kingdom gifts. And you too shall travel the world. I feel you're going to travel the world more than he's going to travel because the call is going to be upon your life. You're... I'm getting a picture of a tandem bicycle and people are trying to pump the bicycle with one person and God's going to put you on the back end of the bicycle to help them pedal to where they got to go. Know this, says the Lord your God, because you understand what it is to work in another man's field. Know this, says the Lord, that the mantle is about to be dropped upon your shoulders, says the Lord your God, and a double blessing will follow you all the rest of the days of your life, and I will keep that protection around you, says the Lord your God. Everything you touch will be doubled. Everything that your hands touch will be doubled. Even those that you touch, their lives will be doubled, says the Lord your God, for I'm putting an abundance in you, says the Lord your God, and there will always be more than enough. I want to tell you something. I see God just pouring into you as a vessel and you're just overflowing and you're overflowing and you can't give it out quick enough and it just keeps flowing back inside of you. I feel to tell you, you are the most unselfish person that I I, I can almost see someone get, you get the last strawberry cone and your sister goes, but I wanted strawberry and I see you handing it over because you prefer others more than yourself. And that's going to be your calling card into the nations, says the Lord your God. Woof. You want to prophesy? I feel, I feel you need to put your Father's blessing upon me. Yeah, I'll put my Father's blessing on that, on Come all on. of them. Thank you, Lord. I, I thank you. I agree. And I, man, I know everything about him. So I, I just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
I say yes, Lord. I say yes, 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 Lord. I say yes, Father. Come here. I say Come yes, on. Father. So she's patiently waited. Pastor Tracy, I, I, I feel God's got something for her right from you first. Okay. For Come me on. first. Come on, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. What's your name, honey? Ashley. Thank you. Where are you from? Are you from this area? You live here? Thank you for Ashley. Well, let's just pray for Ashley. Let's just see what God has. Um, you're going to feel the presence of God on your feet. I didn't know you were bare. You were in your socks. But you're going to feel the presence of the Lord. Lift your hands. You're going to just feel his presence. Just start from your feet. And you're going to feel him move all the way up as he's just beginning to give you an encounter. I think you're just going to go through waves and waves of God's encounter, encountering you over and over and over. Because God wants to unlock a seal. I feel like there's a, a seal that's been placed on your life, and now God's taking the seal off, and you will no longer have a ceiling. I feel like there's things that you've wanted to jump into. You wanted to jump as high as you wanted. You wanted to jump high, but you felt like there was always a ceiling. And now God's saying the ceiling's off, and now I've given you hinds feet to jump as high as you want. I'm, and you can jump and you can leap. And and I, I really feel like you're going to have... Have you guys ever seen the movie Sister Act? I just feel like there's that, that, that ability, that Sister Act kind of... that kind of ability to bring together people who aren't together and bring people who are not uh, they don't know who they are but they they want someone to believe in them and God has given you the ability to believe in people you look at them and you can see the best in them and God has given you that that ability to draw them together he's going to use your dancing he's going to use your singing he's going to use your 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 giftings to manifest that and from today forward you're going to feel of the boldness that you wanted to step out into that unlimited realm the unlimited level and God is going to begin to bring them. I just feel, I don't know if you know Jamie, but I know that what Jamie does in the, in the boys and girls joint, that God is, is going to use you in, in a, a, with a realm of young people who are looking for something. They're looking for an opportunity and they're looking for someone to come along. And I feel like you're going to break the spirit of poverty off of them. That spirit of poverty that I talked about a couple nights ago, and I don't know if you're here, but it's the I can't. You're going to give them the I can. You're going to be the one that says, I can, I, you can. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. And, and in a moment, Pastor Charlie is going to pray for you. And as he prays for you, the anointing, he, he, he raises millions of dollars a year in grant writing. And God's going to give you that anointing to raise millions and millions of dollars for the kingdom of God and for the after-school programs and for the rescuing the women and for all the stuff that is in your heart that's hidden here. All that stuff that's hidden in your heart is going to come out. It's going to live. It's going to live. And you're used to things not coming to pass, but that changes in your life from this day forward. No more lid. You're used to getting dreams and going, oh, well, I guess we don't get to go and do it. I'll, I'll just keep positive and I'll just be upbeat and I'll just hallelujah. Let's just keep going. But that is over in your life. You're going actually step into everything you dream of and but you're you're kind of this personality that wants to bring everybody with you i just see this trail and trail of people that are coming with you and you're like come on let's go and there is like and and like and and that's what that's what god that's your anointing it's not just your personality it's who you are you're come on let's go we're gonna go do something you know who else is a come on let's go oprah winfrey and that anointing to make every moment of a person's life seem like it's the only moment that they ever need, that's what's on you. That moment that you can create moments in people's life, they say, I'm living, I'm alive, 
and get ready for a lot of people to come and say, thank you for coming into my life. You've changed my life. Now, I see you've talked, either you've talked or you're going to talk two people out of suicide. And I see you breaking the spirit of suicide. I see you destroying. I don't know if you've already talked to them. I don't know if you've already been in the process. Have you already walked someone through that too? That is an anointing on your life to stop people from committing suicide, to give them hope when they're hopeless. That is an anointing on your life. And that's because you've seen it. It came close to you. I don't know how close. It came really close to you. And that spirit tried to come really, really close to you, tried to touch you. And now you are a person who breaks it. You are a person who steps on it. And I'm telling you, may the God of peace crush Satan under your feet. May the God of peace crush Satan under your feet. I see a, I see a, I know you're not 12, but I see a group of 12-year-olds that need you. They need your voice. Because they're, they're in between. They're in that gap stage, that stage, do I want to grow up or do I not want to grow up? And they're in that gap stage. And I don't know if you remember being in that gap stage where you're like, it's very insecure about things. Oh, you're, you're a person that creates dignity for people. I release that on you today. Does this make sense to you? Okay. You're a hope giver. You're a moment maker. You're you're. What nationality are you? Hispanic. You, I was going to say, you're a Hispanic Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> you know, she makes dreams come true. That's all she does. She just walks around making people's dreams come true. She's a billionaire. She's a billionaire. She makes people's dreams come true. Put your hands out. I release to you. You're going to build homes in Hispanic countries. You're going to fund them. You're going to fund works. You're going to release, create things in the kingdom of God. And you're breaking off the bondages. Generational curses are falling off of you right now. You know, the power of God's going to touch you. Here it comes now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Jamie. Oh, you're such a mighty woman of God. Ah! Whenever I see you, I just want to cheer. I just get so excited. But you are a sneaky one for God. God has put you in these little places that Christians shouldn't be. That's your place. This, this boys and girls club thing is really a sneaky thing. And when I was looking at you, as he was prophesying over your, your, your parents, and I, the Lord said, I put her in a place where people will willingly drop off their kids when they would never drop them off here. And he put you in a place where you can have revelation, and God's going to just begin to peel back sight for you. You're going to see them when they come in their abuse, abuse and you're going to know exactly what to say. And you're going you're gonna to give them redeeming moments. And you're going to have a spirit of prophecy come upon you. So you can just, not for you to prophesy here. So you know exactly what they need when they walk in. And it starts small like that. And then you're going to just, you're going to just increase. I guess the fire is happening. Look what you do. You, you, you are so much fire on you. Should we exit? Okay. Remain calm. 
See, if the if Mbani Bray Street, if, if there would have been this would have happened on the on the Zuzu Street revival. Multiply, 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 multiply. But you're gonna have discernment to rescue your rescuer. And it's gonna move into countries where they're being mutilated. They're being mutilated because of their their womanhood and their femininity. You're gonna rescue people. That anointing to rescue. Well, we'll catch this another time. Amen. Wow. All right, we should probably, no? I'll let you pass this. This is fun. It makes me want to go. It doesn't work with that beat, but it was, it was weird. She's waking up now. She's waking up. Honey. You're a tumbler in the house of the Lord. I see you as this, one of this energetic bubbles tumbling through life. And as you're tumbling through life, you're touching people, as Pastor Tracy said. But I'm telling you, God is going to put people, I don't know why, but I see people, I see people having to sit right in front of you. I don't know what you're doing, but you're helping them. And they're there because they need to be there. And they got nowhere to go. And you're going to deliver the word of the Lord to their life. Because the spirit of evangelism is all over you. And as you heard, you're going to see the goodness of the Lord be made manifest in your life. We still have to leave. A child, a, well, we're not, we not your leave. child, but a child pulled the, the alarm. In, in the kids department. I'm glad my daughter was here. Um, All right, let's they, be careful they, going out. Come on. Out. <laughs> which, which direction should we go? Grab a coat and fire department's gonna want us to leave anyways, huh? Yeah, the fire department's gonna want us to go. Huh? Whose phone is this? Well, I don't know what, Charlie, what do you, what, what do you have? I just have a couple of physical uh, healings that I want to see us as a church just bind together and pray for. Uh, anyone with fibromyalgia, um, if, if they're here and stand up, if you have fibromyalgia, you know, I heard this word this morning in prayer, I've been holding on to it as myopathy. Anyone know what a myopathy is? What? Myopathy. Anyone here with myopathy or a family member with myopathy? You have that or? Okay, God was, God's going to heal that tonight. Um, cancer, any form of tumors or cancers or growths, God is healing that tonight. And, and another thing that the Lord said he was healing was the recovery from stroke. So some, some things that physically you couldn't do anymore is going to be have recovery. And then angina, I don't know what that is. That's another heart thing that's being healed. Um, before we get in that, you, you two, we prayed over you last night. I, I just felt like there was going to, I don't know your names. Just wave at me so you know. Yeah, you two. Yeah. Um, 
Thank you for, Lord, the anointing on them. I feel like there's a spirit of prophecy on your life and you're able to see what's coming next. But I feel like God's given you an army. He's given you a troop. Whether you're building a church, whether you're going to build a church, he's going to give you an army for this next season, this next level. And I actually think that you guys are part of a church planting movement and you're going to be just planting churches and establishing churches. And, and there's an equipping school and a training center that's in the midst of this. And God's just going to begin to release you into doing that. So... Um, that's exciting. I don't know anything about you. I don't know anything about it, but that's exciting because it's like the, it's like the Noah's Ark of this last day. And God is going to establish a generation of young people that says, send me, I'll go. And it's going to be of the, of the type of movement that Christ for the nations was for, um, for a generation, just unleashing and unlocking, uh, a generation. So get ready. There's, there's a training. I don't need to repeat it again. Training center, church planting, prophetic aspect of it, apostolic in it, and, and a real, um, somehow there's like a generationally through relationship or connectivity, there's generational connections through Catherine Coleman's ministry and people that you know or people that prayed for you or someone that laid hands on you or somehow that's moving through you. So that's also going to be a part of this whole stream. Um, I'm excited. It's gonna it's gonna branch out, not just be like Christ for Nations, because it's, but it's gonna be like the aspect when God says, "Get ready for the seven mountains." Let's train a generation that's gonna go into every marketplace, every aspect of things. Get ready for that. That's what's really is on you and in you and in your heart, and God's gonna unlock it. Um, that that cauterized thing that God was saying. I keep feeling there's some things that need to be cut off so that new things can flow in, and that's what that's what that is. So I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. That makes sense? Bless you guys. Um, make the blueprint really big. Make the blueprint really big because as big as the blueprint, it's like, it's like when God said to um, the widow, when the, go, to, go see the widow and, and ask her what she needs. And he said, uh, go get vessels, not, li not a little bit. According to the amount of your vessel, blueprint is your vessel. Your imagination, your dream is the amount that God's going to fill it up. And I see, I just see five from five different places, money coming to fund the whole thing. And God's released that on you. All right. So do you want to, you want to, you want to pray for the, the peeps? You want to pray for the, the words of knowledge? And now what I'm thinking is we can have body, body ministry that people around can just put their hands on. Can we do that? So if you, if you, fibromyalgia, if you're here, will you stand your, your hand, you're there, lift your hand so people can see. Fibromyalgia, wave your hand. If you're around someone with, with fibromyalgia, will you just go ahead and put your hands towards them, on them? We're, now, now listen, because I'm asking for this corporately, don't be scared of cooties. It's under this anointing right? It's not under the anointing of everybody. It's under the anointing of what's going on here. All right. So I release on you the anointing of God. Just begin to pray right now for them. Begin to pray right now for them. Begin to pray right now in Jesus name. We thank you. Uh, hallelujah. Just release the power of God. I'm going to ask the next people, uh, myopathy, stand up. If, if there's someone around you, stretch out your hands towards them. If there's anyone with lumps and, and cancers, 
of any type, skin cancers even. I want skin cancers to be healed. We want every level of cancer to be addressed tonight. If cancer, stand and wave your hand. Lumps, growths, uh, stand, even, even if they're cysts. We want to see things disappear tonight. I feel like underarms, things that are underarms, like a lumps and the, the lymph nodes, nodes will be healed. Stroke recovery. Anyone needing, uh, you have limitation, maybe numbness. In stroke recovery, if there's anyone that has encountered a stroke, you need healing. Stand on your feet and just begin to pray. If you're watching online and you need any of these things, just go ahead and, and talk on Facebook. I don't know if we're still on Facebook, but but just if you're online, if you need any of these things out, just receive, just receive. If there's someone online following and tracking with them, just begin to pray. We release a breakthrough on cancer. We take authority over in the name of Jesus. We take authority over all sickness, all disease, all pain, all infirmity. Uh, what was the other? Angina, be healed in the name of Jesus. If you have any... Uh, heart conditions, angina, stand your feet, wave your hand. We release healing virtue right now in the name of Jesus. Online, we release the power of the Holy Spirit. If you have sciatic problems, sciatic nerve problems, stand to your feet, wave your hand, and just get, let, we're going to see God heal. If you have carpal tunnel, you have pain in your back, you have pain in your body, just begin to receive. Do you have a word of knowledge? Okay, let me know if you have one. Just begin to receive. Come on, pray. Now, 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 when you're done praying, don't just go back to your seat. Now, listen. When you're done praying for someone, find out if there's a change. Find out if there's any transformation. We're looking for immediate change right now. Immediate change. If you have pain in your body or you've been diagnosed with an uh, incurable disease, stand to your feet and wave your hand. Wave your hand. We're going to, and look around. If there's someone there, get on them. Pray. We're going to see God release miracles. This church owns right here. He was waving his hand. Get on him. Get on. Look, make sure that there's no one with their hand up without prayer. You are releasing that anointing of prayer. You're releasing that anointing. Breakthroughs are taking place. God's healing your people right now. Right here. Prayer is needed. Go ahead and touch her. Make sure that people know that you're agreeing with them. And when you're done praying, make sure, ask them if there's any difference. Ask them if they notice any change, if they notice the presence of God, the power of God, if they notice something in their body that has changed. If it's a lump of growth, ask them to find out if it, ask them if it's changed, if it's dissolved, if it's gone. If it's pain in their body, tell them to move that part of their body and make sure that it's gone. We're taking authority. We're taking authority. We're taking authority over these things. Hallelujah. I feel the power of God here. What's happening right here? I feel the power of God. What's going on right here? Someone find out what's happening with her. What's happening over here? There's some heat going on in this little corner. What are you guys doing? What happened? Uh, they're not talking to me. happening right here. I see it. What happened to you? 
You got to take EKG. Will you know by the energy, energy level or strength or? When you go in and out or what? Oh, that's not going to happen anymore in Jesus. I mean, I'd never had that word of knowledge. And the first thing I got this morning when I woke up was myopathy. First thing. I was like, I don't even know what that is. I had to write it down. Thank you for waking me up early. <laughs> any, any, any change? What's happening here? Any, any testimonies here? I need some testimonies. So Crystal right there had nerve pain all over her body and endometriosis, and she can't feel no pain anymore at all. Come on, let's thank the Lord. What is there? What's there? I've had pain for about 20 years, and I, I don't... I haven't known what it felt like to feel normal, and I feel nothing. <laughs> Everything's gone. 20 years, always in pain, and she can't remember what it felt like to be normal, but she can feel no pain at all. You're normal! What else? What else? What else? What's back there? Here we have a young lady back here that says she has a bone disease and that she was in pain. And uh, after praying for her, she says she no longer has any pain. Would you like to share that with you? Yes. Come on. Justice. I was born with a, a mild bone disease, and I was told it was incurable. And over the last few years, um, my body's like just kind of shutting down on me, and like my joints and my bones, and like arthritis and stuff. And even though I'm too young to have all that, like I was hurting really bad until today, until you guys prayed for me, and I don't feel anything. Come on. What else we have? What happened over here? What else? Anything over here? I saw some people crying over here. She's still getting it right there. What's happening here? Ask her how she's feeling, if there's any change. I feel like breathing conditions are being healed right now. Praise Lord. I was just thinking, I was wanting to know you weren't falling out. Any, 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 any testimonies over here? Anybody help? You guys are all healed? Everybody's perfectly healthy over here? Yes, what's going on? But it feels like it's beating regular right now. Normally you wouldn't have a normal pulse, but right now, no more AFib? I'm going to say no more. In the name of Jesus, come on. Praise the Lord. What happened over here? You got prayer? You had a degenerative back. How is your back feeling now? I don't have any more pain. No more pain? No. You can do all the stuff that you couldn't do? Yeah. Come on, let's thank the Lord for that. Well, 
And now that there's a little more faith in the room, is there anyone else that has a desire to receive healing? Lift your hand. Look around. Look around. Look around. Come on, get on them. Come on, get on them, church. Woo! I mean, don't like jump on them, but like get to them. Get this young man. He's by himself holding his hand up. We need to make sure we get to him. Back here in the back, there's a, there's a woman of God holding her hand up. Two right there that need prayer. If there's someone around you, get to them and go and put your hands on them. The young lady right here, she wants prayer. Just, just, just have some people around. Just come and pray for her. Okay, just like we saw earlier, just pray. Just pray that it turns around. God releases healing and life and strength and peace. We thank you, Father. Come on, pray. Yeah, that's good. And then when you're done praying, find out what has changed. Oh, it's happening right here. I see it. I can see the power of God coming all over her. I think there's a revival in Coeur d'Alene. I think there's a move of God in Coeur d'Alene. I think the glory of the Lord is being revealed in Coeur d'Alene. We release life. We release peace. We release the power of God. Every sickness, every disease, every problem, every malady, we cast it out in the name of Jesus. And right there on Facebook, we release the healing virtue. Right there online, we release the healing virtue to you. We release the power of the Holy Spirit to you. We declare in the name of Jesus that you are healed, that you are healed, that you are healed. You're healed in the name of Jesus. I declare that the fire and the favor of God comes to you right where you are. That the power of the Holy Spirit sets you free from every sickness, every disease, every pain, every problem, every malady. The breakthrough's happening right now. God's hand is moving. Let the power of the Holy Spirit move throughout this place. If you're the one receiving, just say, thank you, Jesus. That's all you got to do. It's a gift. You receive it. The Bible calls healing just the bread for the children. It's as common as bread for the children. So you just say, thank you. That's how you can be the best receiver of healing. It's just to say, thank you for healing me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just see people under the power of God all over. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for healing, Lord. Healing for your children.
Okay, okay, who, oh, yeah. who, who just received prayer? Let's get one or two testimonies. Do we have a testimony here and here? Can, can you help? Just gotta, let's see what happens. Stay right here. Stay right here. I've suffered with pain in my hands for a long time where I can't do much with them, and I just pushed through it, and then today it's gone. It's normal. Um, I struggle with rhabdomyolysis, and what it is is it starts to break down the muscles of my body. And I train in martial arts, so this is a big deal for me. Um, since I moved back here, I'm called here, just so you know. Jesus, God put a calling on my life, and I'm here. God called me here. Anyways, I got here, and I've been homeless for three months, and I haven't been training. And it's been just a damper in my heart, but I've been just seeking God consistently, and I've I felt the, the presence of God in this body, you know, seeking with me. And um, as I was being prayed over, um, rhabdomyolysis, what it does is it floods your system with toxins. And it, it hurts my joints. Oh, I feel relief in my knees. Oh, but there's no pain in my knees. There's no pain. There's no pain. I receive in the name of Jesus. Come on, one more, one more. Another one there. Right here, right here. Two more. Come on. What, me right now? <laughs> okay. So, um, three years ago, three or two years ago, I tore my ACL in my left knee, and I also shredded both sides of my meniscus. And then I had to have surgery, first surgery ever. It was really scary. And then um, a year after that, I re-shredded my meniscus in my left knee. So I had to get another surgery for that. And this last fall, I was just getting back into soccer. And that's a blessing to me. Um, but late, like just doing normal activities, both of my knees, just feels like, like crackling and crunching something that kind of sounds like arthritis. And I'm only like 15. But so like whenever I would like bend down like this, I could not like get up without a little bit of pain, but now it's gone. Okay. No cracking. Um, so my whole life, I when I was a kid, I was able to play a lot of soccer. I got older and I noticed that my back started hurting out of the blue. I didn't know what it was. Um, I, got, I went to a doctor in uh, and he said I had something like 8% of the population have of a degenerated spine on a lower back. It's not fully developed. It would never be, he said it would never be developed. And that if anything, they'd have to add something to my back, like a mold. Um, I've received prayer in the past, but I feel like it needed to happen more than once. Tonight, I, I actually am really humbled to say but I can actually feel my whole back. My whole, my whole entire abdominal section, I was not able to feel like breath all over my stomach. I felt like I was just being concaved in. And just tonight, like, more than three prayers, like, just completely diminished. Completely, like, God just, no, no, like, I, like, I was never able to bend down without feeling pain going up my back. 
just bending down like just like this I feel absolutely just like I feel my whole back as if it's already aligned it's already been re regenerated no like it's nuts bend down, bend down now Nope, look at that. No pain, no problem. All right, come on, let's give the Lord a big clap on the shot. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, 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 listen. If you're out here tonight and you're suffering from nightmares, bad dreams, things that are coming and attacking your mind, even during the day or at night, we want to pray for you. If that's you, come right over here. Come on. Come on, there's no reason to be tormented. No reason to be tormented. Look at this. Look at this, Pastor Tracy. Come on. Come on. The devil is a thief and a liar. He tries to come. The Holy Spirit is the great comforter. He comes. Look at this. Look at this. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Crowd in here. Come on. Wow. Wow, come on. Keep coming. We're going to wait. The devil is a filthy liar. He has no authority in your life. He has no authority in your mind. He has no authority in your hearts. He has no authority to bring these dreams and these nightmares and even the things of your past that he keeps drudging up. And he tries to rob you from your sleep. And when you don't get good sleep, the, the more it keeps happening to you. Tonight, I want you to believe the faith that we talked about tonight. See, if you're going to march on in this army and you're going to start taking the, the, the territories that were pointed tonight by Pastor and his wife, you got to be healed yourself. You got to be, you can't, you can't go in limping. You got to go in set free. And we're going to believe tonight that you're set free. So I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you, this is something I believe, Pastor, you have to declare out of your own mouth verbally, just like when we get saved and we say, you know, I, I am a sinner and, and I want to invite you into my life. I want to lead you in a prayer. Amen? Here's what I want you to do. I know it sounds strange. Prophetic people do strange things. But I'm going to tell you something. God's going to touch you. I want you to put your hand. You know, people don't understand. Do you know you can lay hands on yourself and pray for yourself? You have that authority. Put your hand on your head. Come on. Now listen, if there are some of you out here that have a heart and believe, I want you to come and start to lay your hands on these folks. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to repeat after me. Jesus, I rebuke the spirit that tries to come and rob my sleep, rob my mind, to take away good thoughts, to put fear in me. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I believe in healing. I believe I can be set free in who he sets free is free indeed. So now, I put you on notice, Satan. You have no authority in my life. You have no authority in my mind. I am set free. I am born again. I have the Spirit of Christ in me. 
His blood flows through me. And tonight I declare, I will go home and I will have the best night's sleep I have ever had. And it will continue night after night, no longer to be tormented, no longer to be woken up in fear, but to know that I am a child of God. He wants me to have restful sleep. He wants me to have peace. He wants my mind sharp. He wants my mind sharp and my mind in sync with my heart. So I declare I am free of any torment that the enemy would put upon me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, come on. What I normally do when I go through something like this, I give him the praise. So, come on. Let's put our hands up in the air. Come on. You praise him for what he's already done in your life. Declare it. When you go home tonight... I know this sounds ridiculous, but you lay your hands on your head before your head hits the pillow and you say, Jesus, I am free. And I'm going to sleep tonight. And if I'm going to have dreams, I'm going to dream of the kingdom. I'm going to dream God dreams. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. You're looking at someone right here. Look at me. The doctors wanted to put me on all kinds of antidepressants because of something that was going on in my life. And I said, that's not going to happen. And I laid hands on myself in the doctor's office. And I said, in the name of Jesus, synchronize my heart and my mind together. Holy Spirit, come and have your way. I am not... I have the blood of Jesus flowing through me. I'm going to tell you something. I took that prescription, the paper, and I ripped it up. I flushed it down the toilet. And I said, that's where you belong. And I went to bed that night, and my wife said, Charlie, I had to keep pushing you. You were snoring so loud. She had to go sleep in the spare bedroom. And you know what I did? I had dreams. God was giving me dreams of people being healed. God was giving me dreams of things that were spoken in our life like they were real. And God said, you don't receive any spirit of infirmity. You don't receive anything. You say, what I said to you tonight, you put up your shield of faith and you say, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. I am no longer going to be plagued by anything because it's of the devil and I'm not going to let that touch me. That was 10 years ago in my life. And every night I put my head on the pillow. I have dreams of the kingdom. I have dreams of people being set free. I, have, I wake up and I actually ask my wife, was so-and-so in our house last night? Did they get saved? And she looks at me like, go back to sleep. But you know what? They're prophetic dreams. 
of what God has planned for your life. So tonight, don't you walk out of here with a spirit of doubt. And if you go home and it still kind of plagues you, you keep laying your hands on your head and you believe. Because we are children of God and God wants his children healed. Amen? Glory to God. Let's give him the praise. Come on. I want to pray for, um, let's pray, let's just pray corporately together for a few things. Some of it's going to be dealt with here. Some of it's going to be generationally. Let's deal with, I want to deal with um, uh, chemical imbalances in, in physical bodies, chemical imbalances. It may throw people off mentally, even emotionally. I also want to deal with these uh, two things that I feel like God wants to deal with in this generation and they're, they're the A's. He calls them the bookends of a generation, Alzheimer's and autism. I want to pray. I want to pray that God will destroy that in us, in our families. Can we agree? I mean, this may, it may not be affecting anyone here, but I just want it to be out of the church. It should be gone out of the church, Alzheimer's and, and autism. It should be finished with the church. And I feel like God's going to heal thyroids tonight. God's releasing healing in thyroids. And so all of those things, can we just start to pray? All of us just lift our hands. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority. Now, if you have any of these issues, you're going to feel a heat, a warm, like a, a heat, an oil be poured from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. I call chemical imbalances healed in Jesus' name. I command your, your chemistry in your body to be completely made whole. I, I call you balanced in your chemistry. I declare in the name of Jesus, you are healed in Jesus' name. I declare that you are sound in your mind and sound in your heart. I release soundness to your emotions. No emotional swings, no emotional imbalances, no physical and emotional imbalances, no mental imbalances. We release healing to you right now in the name of Jesus. We release strength to you in the name of Jesus. I declare your mind is sound. I declare you have a sound mind. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. I release you soundness to your mind, soundness to your body, soundness to your heart. I take authority over Alzheimer's. I command it to leave, leave, leave our families, leave the church, leave the kingdom of God, leave us now. We take authority in our time, in our spirit, in our realm. We take authority over Alzheimer's. We take authority over autism. We command in the name of Jesus to loose our families, to leave it and let us go in Jesus' name. In Jesus, do you agree? All right, well, I don't know what to do. I have one more thing I do want to pray. I want the presence of God to permeate you and just to fill this city in a new level. Prophet's talking to the other prophet over there. I don't know what to do. Did you have something you wanted to do? Um, I just wanted to testify tonight that this is a day that God has been planning for a long time. Um, this prophet over here made reference to it. Um, but we're living in a, a time of great visitation. God's going to move many people into this house. He's already prophesied he's going to move people from the north, the south, the east, and the west, and that this is a house of healing. God's beginning to manifest it today, but I wanted to prophesy to you today that what you're seeing today is just merely the tip of an iceberg, okay? 
When I was nine years old, I had a vision. My older brother had passed away. I wanted to go, go to heaven. And three days later, I had a vision. And in this vision, I saw thousands of people in this valley. There were white people and black people and Asian people and brown people. And they're in this valley. There are thousands and thousands of them. 49 years ago, I wanted to tell you that God is going to fulfill that vision in your lifetime. That was Coeur d'Alene, Idaho that I saw 49 years ago. They are coming to the city. They're coming to the city to find Jesus. They're coming to the city to find healing and restoration and miracles. And as he said, this building's not going to be able to contain it. It's going to have to grow. It's going to have to grow because the Holy Spirit is here in such a powerful and dynamic way. And you are going to have a part of that vision. You're going to have a part in seeing the nations come to Idaho. The nations are going to come to Idaho, to Coeur d'Alene, not to move to the city. They're going to come to the city to be a part of the heart. All right? And as you begin to prepare, prepare your heart because you're going to be a part of what God's going to do. You're going to be a hand of healing. Just say, Lord, here I am and use me. Come on. Continue your schooling of whatever thing that is. Um, continue your training and your learning, your development. Hallelujah. And, and God's going to launch you into new things. Be Let me say something to you. This is how much God loves us. Look at the fire alarms went off and the enemy tried to cap this weekend by putting confusion in the crown. And Jesus says, remember who I am. Put your shield of faith up. We're going to end this weekend with my children being healed and set free. Amen? Come on. Come on. Who he sets free is free indeed. He that began a good thing in me will complete it to the very end. You know what? You need to get these scriptures. You know, I was taught when I first got saved to learn a scripture a week. And get those scriptures in your heart. And you need to declare the word of the Lord over your life. I told you, sometimes we can't get, lay hands upon yourself. You have that authority and say in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I am healed. I am touched. The blood of the lamb is flowing through me. Don't you, don't you accept anything less. You're a king's kid. And the king takes good care of his children. We may be adopted children, but he treats us like flesh and blood because we are his flesh and blood. Amen. Come on. You need to believe. Don't you be let infirmity. Don't you let these things, don't let them come and play mind games with you. It's a new day. Say this with me. Tonight began a new season in my life. It's my turn. You've waited long enough. You've waited in line long enough. Now it's your turn. You're right there. Step over the line and take what God's got for you. Amen. Glory to God.
hear me now completely. Yes, I want you guys to pray with me for a second. This, this young man over here, he has not been able to hear out of his left ear since he was a child. And um, we've been praying over him for a few minutes. You started praying. He went to about 10% a hearing out of an ear that he has never heard out of, can't hear out of. Now he's about 30%, about 30% out of an ear that he hasn't heard out of. How many of you know if we can get 30%? Is there anyone else you believe that if we can get 30% of an ear that the doctor said he would never hear out of, that was damaged by what? What was the damage? Meningitis. Meningitis. Deteriorated the ear. And now God's built, rebuilding your ear. It's a creative miracle. You can't hear without him rebuilding it. Come on, let's, let's pray. Stretch your hands out. Put your hands on. Command his ear to hear. Come on, if we can get 30%. Come on, Facebook, if we can get 30%. How many you know we can get 60? We can get 100%. We command his ear to hear. Every other deaf ear, we command you to open. Ringing in the ears, be healed. We command you to hear in the name of Jesus. God opens the blind eyes. God heals the deaf ears. We command your ear to hear completely. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we command your deaf ear to be here. We command your deaf ear to hear. We command your, oh, there it is. There it is. I just felt it in the spirit. miracle taking place a creative miracle is taking place in his ear you guys have to understand the power of certain certain things like this when when you go from nothing to 30 it's a miracle but I just am, I'm under the same belief that you are we're obsessed with a God that does everything full doesn't he do isn't this a fullness weekend he doesn't have to do anything. So we are telling that thing. I just felt the presence of God hit that. Okay, let's 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 plug that ear. <laughs> he said I could feel you. He knew he was coming through. Okay, plug your ear. Thank the Lord. I'm excited about what God is doing in Coeur d'Alene. 
He opens the deaf ears here. He heals bodies and sets people free, tells people out by their name. He does that here. Oh, he calls you into a future that's full of hope. Isn't that wonderful? In your city, in your house, in your life. Isn't that wonderful? Do you think he deserves a big hallelujah? Come on, do you think he deserves a big hallelujah? We thank you, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord. Come on up, man of God. You, I, you. Believe, I believe tonight, God, there's so many dimensions to you because we already know what's going on. But I believe God wants to add the dimension of healing to you because I believe, I believe God's going to start to take you to some places. I'm going to say this to you, man. I believe you're going to see the dead raised up from their deathbeds. I believe in the name of Jesus that God is going to put those with diseases and infirmities in front of you. And because of your passion and because you have poured yourself out as an offering for the kingdom of God, God is going to give you the complete package. Not that it's a one-man show, that's not it. But you have proven yourself to carry yourself and give God the glory. And tonight, Pastor Tracy and I are going to lay hands on you. And we're going to believe for the impartation of the healing. Oof. Man, I, I, I'll tell you what, man. What's his name? Stephen. As I'm talking to you, there's a golden oil that's just like, it's like a waterfall that's just falling upon your back. And God is going to use you. I, I believe you're going to see, you're not going to ask for a bottle of oil. I believe it's going to come out of your hands supernaturally to touch. I think he's going to, you're going to see creative miracles. You're going to, you know why? Because you're in a place where people are so desperate <laughs> that God's going to start answering that desperation. And when the other people see what's going on, their minds and their hearts are going to be transformed. And you're going to even see greater salvations. You're going to see the favor of God. I hear God's voice saying he's going to go before you and he's going to plow a path and he's going to make a way. You just let your faith, you continue to, Stephen, you continue to let your faith Go forth. Ho Jesus, 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 Jesus. Lord, touch his physical body, Lord God. Let him feel a new strength come upon him, Lord God Jesus. Lord, let a fresh impartation come upon his life, Lord God Jesus. Lord, let every defeat that has come in his life be turned around in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, let victory after victory after victory come forth, Lord God Jesus. For he's a soldier in your army, Lord God Jesus. Come on, let's, let's pray. Come on. Hallelujah. Lord, we impart to the gift of healing upon his life, Lord God Jesus, that he will be used even more than you're using him, Lord, for the creative miracles, Lord God Jesus, to see the healings for your kingdom, Lord God, that that net will be expanded, Lord God, and people will see the signs, the wonders, and the miracles. It's been the cry of his heart. Lord, you've heard the cry of his heart tonight. And tonight, Lord God, you're going to add that dimension and you're going to expand the borders of his heart. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I come, I, I feel to tell you, Stephen, that there's times that I feel you feel lonely yourself and sometimes you feel like you're the only one there and and sometimes you're the main target but tonight God says my shield of protection is even going to come around you in a greater way says the Lord know this says the Lord your God that you're going to go forth with a new anointing and a new spiritual authority says the Lord your God to take down the principalities of people's minds and in their hearts hearts. Know this, says the Lord your God. It is going to come as a lightning bolt upon your life, says the Lord your God. And I'm going to fill your heart with a new joy. I'm going to fill your heart with a new love. Not that it hasn't been there, it's been there, but I'm going to fill it even more, says the Lord your God. You're going to be a distributor, a distributor. Stephen, I'm telling you right now, Satan's only going to be able to step back. We put you on notice tonight, Satan. All you're going to be able to do is step back and watch the miracles and the glory of God taking place everywhere this young man's feet shall step. Lord, we thank you for this young man. We thank you. Stephen, I feel to tell you the needs that you've been crying out to God for, God is going to start to fill them. Every arsenal that has been sort of drained in your life, God is going to replenish. And it's going to be great, says the Lord. Your God. This is going to be your year, Stephen. 2018, you're going to see the greatest fruit. How long has he been in the field? How long has he been gone? How long has he been doing this? No, other than the six weeks, has he been any other place? Has he... All right. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you by the Spirit of God. This is going to be the year that God is just going to overabundantly. He's going to start to see those signs, wonders, and miracles that are going to be made manifest in his life. Uh, I'm telling you, I believe you made contacts in different places that you went. Know this, says the Lord, that I'm even going to fill their baskets, says the Lord. I'm going to fill their empty vessels, says the Lord, with a fresh oil, says the Lord. Know this, says the Lord, your God, you are about to see 
just the tip of what is about to come into your life, says the Lord your God. You need to get ready, says the Lord. You need to get ready, says the Lord your God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know who he calls, Stephen? He equips. You're being equipped. Is this his church? Are you his pastor? Stephen, I'm going to say this to you. As long as you're down there, I'm just going to say it to you. Stay connected. Never disconnect your tether from this house. Remain teachable. There's a Timothy spirit upon your life. Remain, remain teachable. Remain open. Listen to your leaders and, 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 and take their advice and you know, let them pray upon you. Let them pour out upon you because God's going to do something special. Man, he's got you just where he wants you. He's got you in the training. Your heart is melting and you watch and see what he's going to do. You watch and see what God is going to do this year. Don't you run away. You run toward him. Amen. Don't you run away. I, I, you could correct me after, but I'm just going to say it. Stephen, I see a little bag packed, and it's kind of tucked up in the corner of the closet, and it's your escape bag. And God says, take it out and unpack it, says the Lord your God. You're not going to have to escape. I have planted your feet upon the steps of this house, says the Lord your God. And this is where you belong. And you don't belong anywhere else. This is home. This is your home. This is where you belong. This is where you will get your marching orders. This is where you will get your support. This is where you will get your love. This is where you will get your impartation. This is where you'll get your wife. But God says... But I see that bag, and in the name of Jesus, destroy it. Because you ain't going nowhere, buddy. This is it. And I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say it. You go anywhere else, you're not going to have the success that you're going to have from the lifelines that are coming out of this church, says the Lord your God. Your wife is going to want to go in and out as much as you do. It's going to be a really good team. She's got to get rid of her little escape bag, I guess, too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Fighting <laughs> me. Where's that couple? Are you guys going to be are you going to go to, um, are you going to Patrick's or are you going? No, okay. Because I would have loved to spend and have coffee or a lunch with you. But I'm telling you, here's what I've seen since Friday. The very thing I said when I exhorted the leaders. I've seen the manifest hand of God come down on this house. 
We've seen healings. We have seen people set free. We've seen torment come off people. We've heard words of encouragement. We've heard words that have been spoken into people's lives that are foundational. We've seen words that have been spoken that are beyond foundational. We've seen words of strength. We have seen words that build up. We have seen confirmation words come across. Can I tell you something? This church has put itself in the place you have stood squarely to where God wants you so that he can bless you. And the blessings are raining down. I said it earlier, the rains are falling upon this house, says the Lord your God. And you shall see the fulfillment of my word. Guard your hearts with all diligence. Keep your shield of faith up. I want to do something. Everybody just gather around your pastor and his wife and lay hands on them right now. I feel the Lord say to me, you want to cap this off tonight? We're going to cap it off showing the support and the love. No one knows what a senior pastor, what a lead pastor and a wife go through and the sacrifice that they make for the sheep. I have seen pastors Marriages fall apart because of the weight. But this is a couple that have put themselves in God's hands totally and said, God, if it's you, we're going to run with it. And if we don't see you in it, we're not going to run with it. But you know what? They need your prayers. You need to lift your pastors up. You need to lift your elders up. You need to lift your staff up. And you need to say, in the name of Jesus, we are behind them. We lift up their hands in the time of battle when their hands get tired, that victory will continue to come to the people of God, that our communities, that our neighborhoods, that our city governments, our schools will be transformed in the name of Jesus. So right now, just start to pray. I, I Don't, silent prayer is for a Catholic church. Excuse me. I'm just going to say it. No silent prayer. Pray right now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Lift him up right now in the name of Jesus. now. You know what we're going to do? We're going to cap it off with a victory song. We're going to give the praise and the glory to the Lord tonight. He's deserving of all of our praise for everything that he has done and that he's going to continue to do in your lives and the life of this church. So we're going to let the musicians lead us. Come on, enter in and let's believe 
in the goodness of the Lord amongst the land of the living that everything that has been spoken will come to pass in Jesus' name.
Remember what he tells you, huh? I tell you what, what a, what a sound weekend, huh? Wow. You, you got to... You got to kind of, you know, giggle knowing that a little bitty kid grabbed an alarm and the sound that came out of that alarm, that was a serious sound, wasn't it? Wow. I hope that we can adjust those alarms so that a three-year-old can't grab them again. Huh? How many of you appreciated our guest ministers this weekend? You know, I think I could say this very, very boldly and clearly. Heart of the City Church is never going to be the same again because they have brought a serious impartation. They have carried a very supernatural spiritual impartation. I believe that the well of healing has been dug. I think we're going to continue just to see God move in this place. Now, let me lean on you a little bit. Uh, come with expectation. Come, come to worship. Come to, to hear the sound. Amen. Let's, let's go out into our city and take the sound. Be a generation that's going to be a, ones that carry the sound. If it may be in Congo or in Hayden or Ethiopia or in Post Falls. Jesus loves them all. It's not one more better than the other. He wants to touch every person in Ethiopia, Conga, and, and stinking catalog. Not stinking catalog, but catalog. Amen. You with me? He cares about us all. So I'm going to close in prayer. And uh, I tell you what, I'll just never forget this time. Just, just definitely won't forget that alarm either. Wow. <laughs> Lord, bless that little boy. <laughs> he was about this tall, man. <laughs> yeah, so. Father, we just thank you. We sought you for the sound. We, we, we sought you first. First things first, God. Last week and even before that, we've just been seeking you on behalf of the sound. And God, you've been so faithful. You're so good. Father, your, your, your favor, those who diligently seek you, they will find you. Father, we thank you for what you've doing in our brother's ear. We thank you for the impartation in Stephen's life. God, we thank you for what you've done in so many people's life. The word after word after word after word and name after name. And Father, rescuing people from suicide. And God, uh, just on and on and on. We're just so appreciative, full of gratitude for what you're doing here. I mean, it's just, we're humbled by your, your great grace upon Heart of the City Church. Father, we lift up Natalie and Tracy and their family, God, that uh, the blessing of the Lord over them that makes one rich and has no sorrow. Be a firewall around them. Protect them. No backlash. Father, bless Citadel in such a remarkable way, Father. God, let this just be an amazing year for the Citadel, God, and where you're taking them and all that you're doing there, Father, building land. And Father, we just thank you so much for Brother Charlie Sweet. 
to me, he's like the Godfather now, just the Godfather, man. Father, we just pray blessing over him and his wife and children and God and where he's going to go minister this next weekend, all that you have for him, God. We just pray that you would just continue to pour in. As he pours out, you pour in, Father. The thing is, is that your shovel is way bigger than our spoon, and we just ask that you pour into both of these families. And God, I lift up all of Heart of the City Church, those that are here and, and have left. God, that you be with them this week. Protect them from all the lies of the enemy, all the sneakiness of the enemy, all the darts of the enemy. Father, we pray complete peace and no backlash upon Heart of the City Church. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen, amen, amen. amen.